This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Damon, how's it going? We're good. We are. Uh, we're having fun already. We, we haven't even. Uh, we haven't even done a real show yet. We're already having laughs and laughs uh, because we are funny dudes. And uh, again, not. We were talking a little bit off the off the air, and we were talking about how it might not be the most busy when it comes to show reviews and all that. And we always panic a little bit about how, what are we going to talk about? But then Joel came to the table apparently with a lot of notes. So looks like we do got a lot to talk about. So you're in for a fun show. These are always fun shows uh, when it's not like match one was, you know, we talk, uh, we talk freely about the world of new Japan pro wrestling and everything else that comes to mind. Yeah. If I can put myself over for a bit, this, these show notes take a long time to prepare, David. Like yeah. hours and hours and hours of finding what the big stories are, making sure I've covered all the bases and got all the, uh, you know, the correct sources and getting all the questions in, the Discord questions, the Twitter questions, organizing everything. It's not easy, I must say. No, you've, I've said it a thousand times, and I'll say it to anybody who, you know, Ah, I like the show. I listen all the well, thank Joel, because Joel is the guy. When I say drive the ship, there's more than just getting behind the fucking wheel, right? You got to navigate. You need the charts, and you need to know the weather and all that. I don't even know. I'm trying to think of, like, sailing or boating stuff. Um, yeah, you, yeah, you're doing all that shit, and you, and you do an awesome job. And if you didn't do this shit, it wouldn't be half as good. Imagine if you didn't do this <laughs> Imagine this 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 Titanic of a podcast. Uh, we'd be hitting icebergs, uh, and we hit a couple icebergs. But imagine the icebergs we do hit uh, if you didn't. So yes, much love to Joel Abraham and the hard work he puts in on this show. You know, it feels kind of like writing a lot of mini essays. So for every big talking point, I've got to make sure both sides of the argument are being covered, and I've cited all my sources and everything. So yeah. it's putting my academic skills to the test so with that in mind with uh, some serious academic research here have a look at your uh, whatsapp please damon so I'm, oh, yeah. I'm quite enjoying doing these this is a regular segment where i show damon weird fan art <laughs> maybe we need to get a stinger for this we do need it have you we opened need... it i have opened it yes um all right um wow okay so <laughs> i'm just Trying to take this all in, people, and 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 and, and please, by all means, Joel, tweet the tweet this out because this is a, a lovely photo. So, uh, what we're looking at here apparently is it is a lion who has mounted. Uh, is that Okada? Yeah, yeah, it's Okada. Uh, has mounted him, and I mean, is on top of him in a sexually provocative manner, with a full lick of the tongue on Okada's face. Who is who is who is looking longingly out into the distance. It is a highly sexually charged photo. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, I mean, the illustration is, is quite well done. I'm not going to lie. But this is, when we talk about fuck energy in our Discord, 
this is this is a lion. This is bestiality fuck energy that we have going on right now. And I don't know if I'm 100% comfortable with it, Joel. But the things I usually send you, Damon, it would be like a, a funny depiction of something that's happened in ring or sort of playing off the stories or chemistry between certain wrestlers. I've got to say, I'm struggling to interpret what this is. Why there's a massive lion mounting Okada and licking his face. I don't know. Am I missing something here? Is there some symbolism here? Well, I'm guessing I'm guessing New Japan and, and you know, how they have the lion logo. And, okay, uh, there you go. So why is the lion on, on top then? And why has he got it holding it by a chain? Right. So I'm thinking it's uh, maybe even a little S&M symbolism. Right, maybe a little bit of uh, domination, where it's the promotion who who has control, and it's the it's the promotion who, uh, you know, is is the dominant, is the dom, if you will. Look at me, huh? How about that? How about that? Right. Uh, okay. So it looks like the promotion is the dom, but the little right. subtle touch of Okada having it by the chain is showing actually all is not true. what it seems at first blush. That's that's where I was going. Right. Good call. Good call. This is like uh, we're like uh, critiquing art. And uh, and let me just say this, though, you know, while. And I like here's the thing. I like this about my art in the sense of it does stir emotions of, ooh, whoa. And I like that with my music. I like that with my art. I like that with my film. Right. So. I, and let me just say, I think the artwork is really well done. Like the, the detail in the main you see that Joel with, with the grays and the and the and the and the coloring. I think it's a, I I like yeah. this. I think they did they, whoever did this did a really good job. Um, let's shout out the the artist that's at user friendly five five five. Okay, user friendly five five five. Excellent job. Um, yeah, it's 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 it it does stir an emotion, and I like it, and I think it's good. I really do. I like it. But it's weird as fuck. <laughs> but I like it a lot. Oh, uh, I just got on their Twitter page. There is some... Oh, is there more? <laughs> it's a lot more, yeah. All right, send I me... might save it for a future episode. Yeah, yeah I won't go on. More. Yeah, I won't... Yeah, so just send okay. me one more. Send me, send me a good one. Um, yeah, I won't, I won't go on. Um, okay, yeah. this one's an animated GIF file, oh. so extra All special right. here. I All think right. this one is pinned to the Twitter account. There but, we yeah, are. This is going to be good, I think. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, it's not as provocative. It's, a, it's Okada, again. This person has a uh, a small fascination with Okada. Um, is that There's a rose, a flower of some kind, in Okada's mouth, and Okada is kind of fluttering his eyes. That's the movement of the gif. Uh, let me translate the tweet, if you don't mind. Winking cute. I don't know what pyro pyro means. Um, but winking cute. And that's what he's doing. And that was not as provocative. It, the lion one is one that will wake you up in the fucking morning. That's for sure. But I like it. I really do. I, I, Joel, would you, would you would, give, me a, give me a letter grade? Give me, give me a letter grade. It's extremely sensual. Yes. Yes. The yes. eyes. The eyes of Okada are done with such... There's almost a sort of sense of longing yeah. in those eyes. They're sort of like come-to-bed eyes, aren't they? Yeah, they almost are. Like, And it's really subtle, too, because in a sense of where not a lot else is happening in this picture, but then it's just those eyes that kind of fucking like catch you, and you're like, oh, what's going on here? 
I'm still, I'm still, I'm still a little rattled by the the lion mounting Okada and licking his face. Uh, and again, you can't tell me that's not a sexual uh, sexual thing going on here. Um, I'm giving it. I'm giving this person, this artist, artiste. I'm going. I'm going to name minus. Going to name minus. I think it's a really good job. Gonna, yeah, no, I'm. De- I'm with you on that because it's original. Original and and it's, and it's not boring, right? It's it's not bland. It's it's it. Like you look at these pictures and you it's get making shocked. a statement, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's provocative. Provocative. Right. All right. I like this. All right. It's like a little little art segment, a little arty segment. So again, follow along. I, I would say to all our listeners, let's let's show some love to this artist and uh, check him out. Uh, I think I think uh, again, it's going to stir something in you. That's for sure. And I think it's a good thing. Good. Good for them. Good job. Great. Uh, this is the kind of challenging, stimulating material that I need to give a, a serious professional journalist like David McDonald. Because, David, you received some good news during the week, didn't you, with regards to your trip to Dallas? That is correct. Yeah, we're credentialed. We're um, the media credential, uh, a member of the press. So uh, that's that's good. Um, I, I, I was kind of pushing for that a little bit uh, with uh, some, some of the New Japan peeps that we talked to. So... Uh, I'm glad that they recognized and that it was fine. But it, here's the thing. Um, um, I was just a little worried because um, it's it wasn't necessarily New Japan that was running the show for these credentials. So it's always it was a little bit, you know, you know here's, here's where we are. So we had to kind of like uh, on the a- uh, media application, we just had to, you know, you know, the Twitter name. And so they had to check out if we were legit. And, you know, they recognized and that's good. So um I, I, Can you imagine a, if they check the Twitter account right now after I've tweeted <laughs> out this horny fan art? Uh, Do you must, think you would have got credentialed after that? I don't think so. I think so. I think they would have loved it. Um, but here's the thing, too. It's not like I'm um, unaware of the media and the sports journalism press credential thing. So, uh, you know, look, if if there was pushback, I'd be like, look, I got, I got fucking credentialed every fucking major sport in, in the city so uh get up the street give me give me your credentials um but but it's nice but here's the problem now joel it's going to be 716 degrees in dallas when i get there and the original plan was all right i'm going to pack super light shorts t-shirts vans and a baseball cap and that's about it and maybe a clean pair of underwear uh now i gotta i feel like i gotta dress up and represent right and I and I do. I don't feel that's what I got to do. I got to dress up a little bit. So I feel like I got to bring like a little like a little sports jacket and a button down shirt to fucking you know. If I'm gonna, I'm covering. The, I'm look. I'm look. I'm, I'm here's the thing. It's changed from I'm going to enjoy myself at G1 to I'm covering an event, right? And I and I take that seriously. So um, eh, I got to fucking bring real clothes now. A little, little disappointed. <laughs> Actually, dress up. Can I make a suggestion? That, yes, that will tick Both boxes. Just go dressed as Okada in the, the, oh, the trunks. That way, gr- you can stay cool and also show that you're a professional <laughs> wrestling journalist. <laughs> That's what they wear, right? Bill Apter wears. Uh, uh, Bill Apter is uh, a good guy. Uh, not busting, but you know, you know how those magazines worked back in the day. I don't necessarily call that. You know, it's not the Wall Street Journal. Um, what are you hoping to achieve uh, in mm. the, the press box? Is there anyone particularly you want to talk to or anything you want to record? 
Well, I want to record some. I was telling you, I do want to record some uh, IDs for the for the show, right? I think they're always good, and they always add an air of legitimacy to our product. Um, so I kind of do want to tackle some of those, and I think from from an English perspective, um, because that's I don't know how it's going to work with the Japanese guys, but. Um, yeah, probably like a juice. I know he has some media availability. I don't know how good Jay White's going to be, to be honest with you. Like, I just don't want guys in character. You know what I mean? Just, just, I, you well, know, you can gonna... get him to heal it up. Get him to say, you're listening to the Super J cast and it's shit and you're shit for listening to it. No, oh, I don't mind that. Yeah, for the station ID, yeah, great. I'm, I'm on board for that. But if I'm actually going to sit down with them and be like, all right, can we, you know, let's talk. Um, let's, you know, give me five minutes of your time and, you know, shoot, shoot legitimate questions at them. Um, no, he did. He did um, a pre G one presser last year. This time last year, and answered the questions legitimately. So. All right. So there's a pr- there's a presser, and then there the, and then it says in the thing though it says that that, that certain wrestlers are are going to be made available to the press after, like they do their go up to the podium thing, right? Um, that's what I'm looking forward to more, like the, that media availability of those certain guys. If if I'm reading this correctly. Um, They'll have people that are available after they do that. So um, that's what I'm looking. The problem is, is that I get in on Friday, I think around eleven. So I had to shoot literally get my rental car, shoot right on over because um, it's not at the American Airlines Center. It's at some place in Arlington. So whatever, I'll be there uh, during the show. Again, covering the show. I mean, uh, if you give me the, I think I have the password, but. Um, you know, live tweets, live things. I don't know. Are you going to get wall-to-wall coverage? Let's put it that way. I'm going to do – I'm going to treat this like I treat me covering the Flyers or the fucking Eagles or whoever, right? I'm, I'm covering this as a, as, as a journalist, and uh, that's what you're going to get. That's not to say that you're not going to get a dick joke or two in the tweets, but we're, we're covering this legit, so uh, it'll be fun. I'm sure Kevin Kelly will be there, so I don't know if Chris Charlton will be there. I don't know who else will be there, but – uh, we're going to do our best to, to get this uh, wall to walk wall coverage for you for opening night of G1, which is looking great. Damon will be at Dallas, but one man who won't be is John Moxley, who's absent from the G1 Climax press conference and the opening day due to a US exclusivity agreement with All Elite Wrestling. Tony Khan clarified this pretty early on, so it's not a surprise. And New Japan never announced Moxley for this show, but they wanted to get ahead of the news and state that outright before they released the full card for Dallas. Now, Moxley was allowed to have a couple of matches for Northeast Wrestling against Darby Allen and Kaz XL. So there is clearly a bit of flexibility there, but no cigar when it comes to New Japan. And it's a shame for New Japan because Moxley would have been a draw, even on an undercard tag or special singles match. And we were all hoping to see him there, but... That said, it is understandable because New Japan and AEW are competitors. But I think more than a few people were hoping that AEW wouldn't do things like this. But at the end of the day, it's a business. And those exclusivity deals are standard practice. You know, the, the Bucks and Cody, Tony Khan, they're not your friends, guys. They're, they're businessmen. Right. They're out to make money. And you could argue that if you start making exceptions for one guy's contract, then it's a bit of a slippery slope. You set a precedent. Other talent might start asking to work other promotions and they might say, well, you let Moxley do it. But either way, Damon, it doesn't bode well for any potential collaboration 
between the promotions in the future, especially when you bear in mind the way AEW practically snatched Beretta from one of their noses and they, AEW still haven't acknowledged Moxley as IWGP US champion. Um, biggest loss for me, personally, is not having Moxley at that, the press conference fashion parade. But, uh, Damon, what are your thoughts? No, you're exactly right. Look, it's... it's uh, you know, you assumed, a lot of assuming going on, that uh, with G1, if they're in the B block, that, yeah, they would just work underneath with the tags uh, to set up their 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 focal point night. So, yeah, it's disappointing because I think we were one of those people that were assuming. Uh, but in hindsight, it does make sense for AEW. Right? Why would you have a guy who arguably is second, you know, you know, number two in the promotion at this point of hottest guys? And I don't mean that in a sexy way. Uh, you know, he's, he's he's right at the top of the mix in that promotion. Who will have TV shortly? You don't want him debuting, making his U.S. debut outside of a television debut, should I say, outside of WWE on. New Japan, that's something that AEW wants to save for themselves. So, it, I mean, look, I can't fault them at that. And you're right. Please don't get suckered in. Like, like I just – right, I'll say this. Right, let, me, let, me, let me set this up by saying this. There is nothing more annoying in, on God's green earth than rolling through any Twitter mentions or having a conversation or whatever, and an argument degenerates into, oh, you're just a, a mark. Right, it just ugh. There's nothing worse than that in the entire fucking world. Nothing, nothing. There's stuff that's worse, but still, you know what I mean. Um, so let me just say that right up front. But or 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 our personal favorite. Oh, you're being worked. Okay, uh, thanks. Um, thanks for thanks for letting me in on the pro wrestling business. Appreciate it. But I will say this. You're right. They're not your friends. <laughs> as much as I, it pains me to say it, there are people that just feel like they have this connection with this promotion on this totally, and I'll say it, weird level that that's just, you know, you're kind of, you know, this is a pro wrestling company. It is, and even though it's 2019, please understand, this is a pro wrestling company. And how... These people make their money uh, on the backs of your emotions. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. So if you feel that way, I can't tell you you can't feel that. I'm not going to tell you how to feel. But maybe, maybe, maybe you, this is a lesson to be learned in that, yeah, I mean, pro wrestling companies are going to say a lot of things. And eh, I hate to say it, more than half it's going to be bullshit, right? So... Take a step back, look at the situation with a critical and an objective eye. You can't fault AEW for this. And 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 we do a New Japan podcast. And here's the thing, too. It's not like New Japan was sitting out there with their pants down, their dicks hanging out, saying, Hey, what happened? <laughs> That's a pretty terrible sound. Harold with his pants down. <laughs> hey, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Picture that, everyone. <laughs> but that didn't happen. You wonder why they won't give us the official podcast. Though. No, you know, really, seriously. We would be, imagine how many times we would be in the office, like, Damon, <laughs> Joel, we've told you several times, 
you can't say Harold with his dick out. <laughs> but we can here. We have, we have no, uh, I think that's just why I like it. Uh, we would be pulled in all the time. We would be, uh, you're not going to get the reference, but we would be 80s Howard Stern at that point. All right. Um, my point being is this. Look, you can't blame AEW for this. This is their golden goose that they have up their sleeve for their television product, which is debuting shortly, right around the corner. They're not going to do this, right? Be happy that at least we get John Moxley in Japan and, and all that. Um, I've said it a trillion times, and people have said it a trillion times too. I cannot see this not working out for both promotions in the future of a working agreement. Right now, it's just they got to be separate. They're, go- they're, they're dating other people. They're seeing other people, right? It's okay. Let's, let's just it, – it'll be all right. Is it disappointing for Dallas? Yes. Even with that said, though, Dallas is stacked. If you're a fan of pro wrestling and you're not buying a ticket to this and you're in the area, shame on you because this is going to be a great show and a great night and you should be there. And I'm not saying that to fucking shill for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I truly believe that this is a going to be a great night um, and you should be there. And that's that. Begs the question as to why New Japan will put the U.S. title on a guy who can't work in the States. Uh, that although joke. that said, when Juice had it, he didn't even defend it at MSG. So there's a, uh, a bit of a strange relationship between the IWGP U.S. title and the United States. It really is, isn't it? Really, they really don't have that well thought out, do they? Um, it's just a belt. It's just a title. I mean, I, it, does anybody take it seriously? Well, here's the thing. I can't say, it, does anybody take it seriously? Because people do take it seriously. And you could take it seriously. I mean, it's on a, a guy who, you know, who's... Hey, is there a hotter guy in pro wrestling right now? Uh, it's, uh, no, uh, yeah, no I, definitely I, not. Right, so, I mean, give him some... Put, put, put that belt on him, great. Yes, it would be great to see him in, in the United States defend it, but <laughs> it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. Well, let's talk about the Dallas card itself, which was announced. We'll do a full preview of it next weekend, but let's just briefly talk about the matches that have been announced. So we have, I'm just loading here. Yes. Uh, Saturday, July the 6th from the American Airlines Center. First match, we have Sho and Yo versus Gorillas of Destiny, Tangaloa Tamatonga. Second match, we've got Shota Umino and Tomohiro Ishii versus Ren Narita and Jeff Cobb. Third match, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto versus Chase Owens and Jay White. Fourth match, Jushin Thunder Liger, Juice Robinson, Toriyano versus Bushi, Shingo Takagi, Tetsuya Naito. Fifth match into the G1 matches, we've got opening up Will Ospreay versus Lance Archer, Evil versus Bad Luck Farley, Sanada versus Zack Sabre Jr., Kota Ibushi versus Kenta, Kazuchika Okada versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. So, first glance, Damon, what do you think of the card top to bottom? Awesome. And and the thing that, that sticks out like a sore thumb is that for the first time, this truly feels like a New Japan pro wrestling show from some, from soup to nuts, top to bottom, head to toe. It is a New Japan pro wrestling show with Young Lions. Again, mixed tags are fine, but again, that's the B blocks. And straight up bangers for a G1 opening night. It feels like it is a G1 opening night, right? For that lineup. There's no uh, Jay Lethal to be found. There's no Briscoes to be found. This is 
a New Japan Pro Wrestling show for the first time in the United States. To me. Not Long Beach. Not this. To me, it starts right here. You're getting a true-to-life New Japan Pro Wrestling show. And when they announced that lineup, I mean, again, when they announced the, the, uh, the A block, you know, everybody was super excited. But when they announced that undercard, my first thought was, finally, finally, we got ourselves a true-to-life New Japan Pro Wrestling show. Yeah, I was just counting as you're speaking to see how many Japanese wrestlers they brought over. And there's 18 altogether. Right. So that's, I think, uh, higher than we've had for previous offerings from New Japan in the States. And I would have to check that. But yeah, you can see they've definitely gone to the trouble of getting the visas for guys. You know, even guys like Shota Umino or Renarita, who you could have easily hand waved and think, ah, let's just leave them at home. But right. they have definitely pulled out all the stops to make it a really authentic New Japan show. Yeah. For, and again, if 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 you went to Long Beach and, you know, we did shows after Long Beach and, uh, we, you know, one of the biggest complaints was that, oh, this is, this does, I mean, it's a New Japan show, but it's, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff in here that, you know, I would have preferred to have seen a Nagata or I would have pre- preferred to see a Suzuki or I would have preferred to see whomever. And instead I got, you know, Jay Lethal or I got whatever. Um, and even though the show itself was good, it was real good. You know, there was always that little bit of, okay, we're, we're close to the mark, but not, not not with this show. This show is, and and it, here's what's even better. It's a G1. And I know it, that that's hard to for people to wrap their, their heads around, but this is the first night of a tournament. Joe, I'm so excited for G1. I'm not gonna lie. I am I am truly pumped. And I have every show in my calendar on my phone with with the with the block lineups. Uh I haven't done my pick'ems yet. I haven't done my 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 voices of wrestling pick'ems yet. But uh that's on the table. Maybe we can do that next week. Yeah, maybe we do that live. Um it's I just going through these shows and seeing the main events and seeing uh, the potential. Uh, like I'm, like I'm, 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 I'm organizing right now my social calendar around G1. Uh, I don't know if I can go out late Saturday, guys. Uh, I got, <laughs> I got an early Sunday. I got a, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm actually doing this and saying this. That's how excited I am for these shows. So. Uh, it's going to be a fun summer, and again, if you're if you're on the fence about Dallas, get get on, get in. It's not that expensive to get to Dallas. I mean, I say that knowing full well that you know, I don't have any fucking money to pay for that. Uh, but do 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 uh, you know? Maybe I should just shut my mouth because people pay for me to fucking. Go, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? You I wanted to leave it there. Yeah, I might just I'm... leave it at that. All right, good. Okay, uh, undercards for the rest of the G1 have been announced, and some notable things were that. Oh, uh, any other anything else jump out at you from the card, Damon? Before we move on. Well, I mean, look uh, uh, from uh, the undercard. How about uh, what, what is it? Show and Yo against uh, God? Yeah, yeah. Rapongi 3K Grid is a destiny. So we've got a junior team against a heavyweight team, which I think is a really, really interesting opening match. There, I think that's going. That has the potential to be really, really good. Um. Yeah, it's I saw fresh. it is very, fresh. Very, very fresh matchup. Yeah. 
I mean, that's it's it's weird because I, I feel like you wouldn't see that in Japan. Um, and it's a fresh fresh matchup. I don't think they've ever wrestled, you know, tag team, uh, even up tag team before. Um, is it a title? Is it a title defense? For, for, uh... It's not. Okay. You know what they should do? What they should have done? They should have left the belt, the junior tag titles on Roppongi 3K, and this should belt have been. Belt. Yeah. How could they do that? Winner take all. <laughs> Merge the divisions. Merge the divisions? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Oh. They shouldn't have separate junior tag and heavyweight tag. Uh, it, it does seem like. I mean, the junior tag belts right now just feels like it's like, here's a thing for you to do if you don't have the. the junior you know the singles title that's really what it, it gives it gives four juniors something to do um that's not good i don't i don't like that for my titles i'd like them to have a little bit more meaning than that but that's a fresh matchup that that one popped out of the page for me um and again the fact that they did invest and they tried to give you such an authentic feel of a new japan show with the undercard with the young lions you're right those guys could have stayed home right that's that that they could have said they just you know, they're young lines just saying go sweep up go fucking make some chonko or whatever right uh no they're bringing them along to give everyone that authentic feel love it uh those were the two things that jumped out uh, off the page for me are you got to see liger again i'm excited i'm excited right um yeah i mean i'm hoping i get to see here's the thing he doesn't his english isn't the, the greatest right so like i would love to interview him i would love to i don't know we got to think of something creative for me to do with him that i can line up with new japan people like all right, i need liger i need him for five minutes and we're going to do this i gotta we gotta we have some creative fucking listeners so help me out let's let's do this this is the last time and I'm worried that, like, for the podcast, it might not translate very well audio-wise. But think audio. You got to think audio because I ain't my fat ass ain't going on video. I'm just letting you know right now that ain't happening. But um, maybe you could do a, a duet for his theme song. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> or have him show to you. <laughs> Put you in the Romero special. I'll tell you what. I would take a Romero. I don't think he. Could, well, he probably could get my fat ass up. Um. Oh, but I, I would take it. I would take a Romero special. I would do it, but I don't, I mean, again, I'm fat and I'm embarrassed. Yeah, audio, it. it's got to be something. It's got to be audio that we can use. Yeah, come on, listeners, come up with something creative. We need something to do, whether it's a game or I. Again, I'll 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 do anything if audio wise. So just come up with some good ideas, right? But yeah, with Liger, I would love to do something like that. All right, on the cards for the rest of the G one. <coughs> Excuse me, right there, right there, right there, right there. Joel, you're right. No, I'm good. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We got John Moxley tagging with Shota Umino and Kenta tagging with the LA Dojo Lions, Carl Fredericks and Clark Connors, which is a really nice choice. I think uh, separates them from the chaos Hontai mess. And I saw a tweet going out from Monkey Buckles and keeps a sense of mystery and independence, which I wholeheartedly agree with. So uh, some questions here. Xavier says, what are Damon's thoughts on Shoxley and the drawings and memes that have shown up after the record-breaking YouTube promo dropped? Um, I saw the promo. I don't know if I saw many of the memes, but uh, yeah, it's the same thing. You know, Moxley and and for Kenta is that, is that sense of independence, right? Um, I think we all kind of saw the, the cards on the table when when that interview came, and everybody speculated that he would be uh, using him as uh, a tag team partner on these undercard shows, and it's fun, it's good. Uh, 
I I enjoy it. I think it's I think it's a nice idea actually. I think it's a really funny idea, and there's plenty of possibilities that can be done. And, and again, if you like a little bit of goofiness, everybody does. I like to have a laugh. Everyone likes to have a little chuckle. Uh, I think there's plenty to be had there, right? Uh, with the, the young lion kind of deer in the headlights and Moxley being the the lunatic that he is. So yeah, I, I think it's good. Violent Skipping says, with the US Lions coming over, are we finally ready to wave Shota and Ren off on excursion? Or alternatively, does Shota tagging with Moxley provide potential for character development that could allow him to skip excursion? And I'll throw another question there from Nicole, who says, I know we keep expecting Umino and Narita to go on excursion, but considering both have made appearances in tournaments this year, and Umino has his own legit storyline this G1, is it looking less likely excursion is going to happen? There appears to be a lack of young lines to replace them. Oka has seemingly disappeared, and Kawato is still on his excursion. Um, yeah, I mean, you would. Th- I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know how long Kawato has um, left on his excursion, so I would think that might be around the corner, right? Um, other long- here's the thing. I- I'll never. I know it makes sense from a card perspective, but I try not to think of, you know holding people back if they're ready to go just because you need to fill out an undercard. Um, let's keep that constant cycle going is, is my train of thought. So, uh, no, let's – if they're ready for excursion, and I think everybody's in agreement that they are, send them. Um, there are people that are that are saying that, you know what, they don't even necessarily need to go on excursion. Just leave them here and let them tra- – you know, let's just – but, um, one, I don't think that's in – I don't think it's good for them. I think it's good for them to get away, to see the world a little bit, to experience new things. Um, it's not even just – again, I, I talked about it on a, on a show in the past uh, month maybe, how I don't really necessarily feel like if this if their excursions are more for I need to learn this style of pro wrestling or I need I – don't, I don't – I mean there's some of it. Don't get me wrong. But I, I, it's more of getting to work with different people, getting to learn different – things about pro wrestling and how it's done here and just to get that worldly experience it's kind of like um what do they call it gap year for people in in england is it is it a gap year yeah i I love that idea i love that concept i think i think it's a, a an intelligent thing um i wish we had that at the states we don't um you're called you're called a degenerate you've got rich parents then no unless you're working for your gap year then it's uh the privilege of yeah people with money yeah i i did not have the luxury of going on a gap year yeah 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 please my gap year was non-existent as well so um yeah that's pretty nice wouldn't that be nice to just go around traveling and, and, and get to know yourself well all right well these these young lions get that opportunity i think it's a good thing and i wish everyone in the world had that opportunity <laughs> so now i'm imagining like uh uber narita like going backpacking in thailand wandering <laughs> down Kaosam road Right, right, right. Getting a getting an Airbnb in, in Bali, yeah. Um, Matching tattoos, <laughs> right? Puka shell necklaces, <laughs> jerks. Um, all right, so that that's that. I, I, if they're ready, send them. Don't worry about the undercards. And uh, like I said, I think uh, yeah, let's put it this way: I think uh, the people that are on excursion, you know, unless they have other plans for them in the United States, I mean, how long are you going to sit in Mexico? How long's it been? How long has it been for Quato? Specifically, it's been a, it's been at least a year, right? It's been over a year, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. 
right, so maybe there's something around the corner there. Um, who knows? But here's the thing: where you're going to put them? It's just a lot of logistical things. But you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but don't, but don't hold people back. That's my theme. That's my overarching theme for that conversation. The other thing that came up was the G1 match order. So now we found out officially who's getting the main events, who's getting the semi-main events, because the stuff they announced at Korokuen on the Kazuna Roadshow was not the semi-main events and the main events. It was featured matches, so presumably matches that they picked to get a pop out of the Korokuen crowd. So now we can say exactly who has got the semi-mains and main events and try and draw some conclusions from that. So Dallas, uh, we've got Kenta Ibushi and then Okada Tan. No, not you, Scampi. You're not in the G1. Not this year, anyway. Um, On the 13th, we've got Ishii Cobb and Goto White. 14th, we've got Ibushi Evil, Tanahashi Kenta. 15th, we've got Ishii White, Naito Taichi. 18th, at Krakowin, so we've got a trio of Krakowin shows. We've got Tanahashi Zack, then Ibushi Osprey. Goto Naito, then Ishii Moxley on the 19th, and on the 20th, Ibushi Sanada and Okada Osprey. So there's two Will Osprey main events at Krakowin Hall, which is interesting. Yeah. 24th, we've got Cobb White and Ishii Naito. 27th, we've got Tanahashi Sanada and Okada Kenta. 28th, Shingo White and Naito Moxley. 30th, Kenta Sanada and Tanahashi Evil. On the 1st of August, we've got Taichi White and Ishii Goto. The 3rd in Osaka, we've got Tanahashi Ibushi Okada Sanada. On the 4th, which is also in Osaka, we've got Moxley White, Naito Shingo. The 7th, we've got Ibushi Zack, then Okada Evil. On the 8th, we've got Juice White and Ishii Shingo. And we don't have the match order for the Budokan block finals yet, but let's assume that A block will be Tanahashi Osprey and then Okada Ibushi. And then in the B block will be Moxley Juice and White Naito. So I've worked out a little formula here. So I gave one point for a person being in a semi-main event and then two points for someone being in a main event. So top of the pile with most points, with 12 points, is Okada. So no surprises there. He's the biggest star in the company, so he's been relied on to draw some numbers there. Naito just behind him with 11. Again, no surprise there. Arguably up there with Okada. In joint third place, we've got Tanahashi, Ishii, and White all have 10 points. So Ishii? That was quite... Yeah, again, that was something that stood out to me that Ishii is someone who typically we've said is not a quote-unquote draw, but they are relying on him in these main events and semi-main events to put on great matches. Yeah. And he does every single year. Um, I'm curious, and I don't know if you have that in front of you, how many of those are mains and how many of those are semi-main events? I would think that they, it skews probably heavily more towards semi-mains, right? Uh, he's got four main events. I will wow. check that. Okay. That's that's a significant so number. The... Mm. That's a significant number. So. Four main events? Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not bad. I mean, he's got, he, he'll have some talented people in there, but again, you, he's... That's 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 pretty great, actually. All right, that yeah, kind of wakes has up. six, Naito has five, and Ishii has four. So right he's behind. got the third highest number of main events. He's Not got bad. more than Tanahashi. Wow. Huh. Now, let me ask you this. Does that speak more toward, hey, we trust Ishii in this scenario, which, why wouldn't you, right? Um, or does it speak more to, all right, Tana, we need we need for you to take a little bit more of a backseat role. Uh, I would say more the former because they're not in the same block, so it's not as if Ichi has been 
promoted at the expense of Tanahashi. Just mm-hmm. looking at the matches that Ishii's been put in the main event, Ishii Moxley, Ishii Naito, Ishii Goto, Ishii Shingo. So they clearly have faith in him that he's going to yeah. go out there and put on a cracking main event, give him plenty of time to do so. Um, especially, you know, consider last year, the fantastic matches he had with Ibushi and Kenny Omega. Yeah. Wow. So that's, now again, the, he's, all right, with, the, with that little bit of knowledge, do you think, and, I, and again, we, this is the first time you've done this and, and the hard work that you put into doing something like this, what I want you to do is I want you to go back through all that you <laughs> um, <laughs> Someone else could do that. Right. But I'd be curious to see. You know, maybe it's something that we, people have just overlooked um, in the past. But it does feel like that that idea of being undervalued just because he doesn't have a piece of gold around his waist doesn't necessarily mean you're you're undervalued. You know, the true value in pro wrestling is – can you draw a house? Can you fill a building? Can we trust you to put on a great match in that role? Um, and I think he checks all those boxes. And, you know, for us to sit here, you know, he's a constant winner of, of you know, what do we call it, our most undervalued or, you know, most unappreciated or whatever the fuck we call it in our year-end awards. He's a, he's constantly a winner. So uh, maybe that maybe that narrative kind of gets put under the carpet a little bit and put to bed because uh, four main events is pretty significant. Let's talk about Jay White because Jay White's up there with the same overall points as Tanahashi and Ishii with 10 points based on my little algorithm. So Jay White has got two main events and six semi-main events, which is more than anyone else. Ibushi's got five. What do you read into that? Is this that they really trust this guy or are they just keeping him in mainly semi so that he is relevant and that he's going to be a big player in the block come the final night? Or do you think this is a sign that they starting to trust him to draw? He's a big player. I, I think, I think everyone can, can kind of put that to bed as well. He's a big player. Um, he's, he's, he's a significant cog in the new Japan wheel. Um, and those numbers speak volumes to that. Um, how many how many semi main events did you did you say? Nine, six. six? Okay, that's two mains and two six mains. semis. You can't sneeze at that. That's 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 serious. Here's the thing: it's to me that screams to me that there's there is there we're not only keeping him warm, we're keeping him sizzling hot. We keep we're keeping that pan very hot. So that when we drop that steak in there, we get a nice sear, right? That's what that's what that's saying to me. Um, there, there, that that's a lot. That's an important role. Nah, nah. They, he's he's not out of the mix by any stretch of the imagination. And they're also, if that is indeed the main event for the B block final, which I expect it to be with uh, Jay White versus Naito, that they are relying on him to shift some tickets in a very very large venue. Well, yes, and and it might be, you know, look, it's 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 the name value of it is 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 a draw in and itself, but yeah, we could could this be considered a um, a little bit of a litmus test to see where we are with Jay White? I think so, and I think a lot of people are looking at this G one compared to his G one last year, where he was 
establishing his character. And there was a lot of shenanigans, right. a lot of dirty finishes. And I think people are expecting more this year. I think it would be a bit disappointing if he was doing all the same stuff that he was doing last year. He's been built up as a threat. He's a former IWGP heavyweight champion. So let's see him go out there and put on serious matches with clean finishes. Yep. Yeah, I think that's what I think. I don't think that there is a person listening to this show. And again, in the, last year, there was a definite divide, right? There was a definite divide in, hey, he's doing character work. He's doing blah, blah, blah. Okay, and then there were the other side where it's like, Jesus Christ, can can we have a you know a decent match here? We don't need all these ball shots and ref bumps and all this fucking shit. Um, so yes, um, I'm in full agreement. I I am dying to see that from Jay White in G1 this year. Dying to see it. And again, we keep going to the well. We know we can. Um, so yeah, that that's I would love to see that Jay White established a little bit more solid. Um, than maybe last year. We'll see. I, I, I'm holding out hope for it, and I really do think it will happen. Um, I don't want to be disappointed, though, with, with the, the constant character work. We said that about Naito when he started you know, his Los Ingobernables run. Um, similar, similar things to Jay White, and look, and look at where he is right now. So eh, let, let's, 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 have a big, let's have a big time G1, uh, Jay. What do you say? All right, so as I said, joint third place, Tanahashi, Ishii, and Jay White in fourth. Well, it's not fourth place, is it? But uh, just behind them is Kota Ibushi with nine points. Again, he's a big star, so no surprises there. Then with six points, uh, a little way behind those guys, we've got Kenta and John Moxley, so the two big new stars of the company. Then just behind them, we've got Evil, Osprey, Goto, Shingo, and Sanada with five points. I'm um, surprised that Goto is up there with those guys. I would have expected him to fall behind. But again, I think this is a, Goto is a guy who they trust to put on a good main event or good semi-main event. Taichi, three points. And we got the three uh, foreigners. We've got ZSJ, Cobb, and Juice with two points. And then Yano, Fale, and Archer with zero points. So no semi-main events or main events for Toriano, Bad Luck, Fale, or Lance Archer. So anything jump out of you at the bottom half of that list. Maybe Zach. Maybe Zach. Um, the guys with zero, probably not. I don't think anybody expected main events out of Fale. I don't think anybody expected main events out of Lance, even though we're happy to, to see. And I think they both fill in a very important role in this tournament. Um, I would say Zach, Zach is... I think it's just more, more of a symptom of being in such a star-studded block yeah. with guys like Okada, Tanahashi... Ibushi, Kenta, right, right. Sanada, even Evil. I mean, these are really popular guys in Japan. Right. The first names, first couple names that you mentioned, you're not going to bump them out of many main events or semi-main events, right? I can't see the, any of those guys being the first guy out of the curtain. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, look, here's, the, here's, the, here's the, the bottom line. You're right. In a block like that, someone's got to take a little bit of a backseat. And I don't even necessarily consider it a backseat. I don't. I'm going to be truthful and say, aside from the main event, semi-main events, like the first three, the three matches, I don't put a whole lot of personal stock in that. I think the main events are are the things that are driving that, driving the gate, driving all of it. Um, So I'm not heartbroken to hear that like a guy like Zach is you know might be in the second match of 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 that block or the first more times than not doesn't break my heart um 
again, just considering all the other names that are in there, what, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? Somebody's got to take a little bit of a back seat. So I'm okay with that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to cry in my beer over that one. So, like I said, we'll do our G1 pickums next week. I'll have them prepared. And personally, Damon, I'm really excited to see the clash of the titans between the winner of the best of the Super Juniors. Uh, Voices of Wrestling Pickham. That was Gareth Elton going against a runner-up Noah's Penis. So what a titanic oh. matchup that's going to be. Yeah, that is, that is. Uh, we, uh, we, we were uh, privy to have uh, the G1 Pickham's his spreadsheet. Uh, Gareth was, is it? Um, who, you know, that seems to be the uh, the formula winner right there his spreadsheet. So uh, he has had some good luck with that. So uh, I'll be using that to for my pickums. Hopefully uh, that'll put me over the edge and uh, gives me a, give me a respectable showing. I don't even look to win it. I just want to be respectable. Like, I don't want to be bottom of the fucking barrel. That's embarrassing. And I think last year I was, I was, pretty, I was down the bottom there. Um, so I think we need to put some strong zeros on the line between you and me. Let's have a mini contest. All right. Let's fucking do it. All right. So, all right, yeah, we'll put up the rules, but I'm th- the first thing that pops in my head is for so if you're if you're in Tokyo for three days, we'll just call it off the top of my head, where we're together, three days, you know, we're in the same city, three days. That person has to buy their strong zeros the entire time. <laughs> right? Yeah. You want to yes. do that? You want to do that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's, that was easy. Okay. okay. Right. What happened, right? Last year at Dominion, I had two of the 9% tall boys, and I drank them in fairly quick succession while I was sitting in Starbucks waiting for the show to start. Right. And I was fucked after that. But this time, I took... Uh, I had two 9% tall boys, and I had a 4% tall boy, and I drank that one before going in, and I took in my two 9% tall boys, and I was sort of drinking them throughout the show. Because they don't, you can take drinks into the venues. They don't give a shit. Yeah. And I think I could have been drunk. I think I could have done another tall boy there. I think, I mean, when you look at it, you're drinking over what, like five hours? Yeah. And if you're drinking beforehand, then that's even longer. So that's quite a long time. Okay. So I think I could make a serious dent in your wallet if I managed to beat you in these pickums. All I'm going to tell you is you, you better start saving your fucking pennies now, son. Do you know who the hell you're talking to here? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> uh, I, done? I should have done the head shaving tattoo. Part it would have saved you a lot of money. Yeah, uh, it, I, I'm the guy at 8:30 in the morning cracking open the strong zero, right, fresh out of bed, not even in the shower yet, cracking open the strong zero. I got I got to drink for anxiety reasons. <laughs> you, you're just drinking for pleasure. I'm drinking for sanity. <laughs> You're fucked. Well, the stakes are high, everyone. <laughs> they are high. They are high. But here's the thing. Uh, I can't get too wrecked. I can't get too wrecked. Uh, uh, especially the day of, because um, the w- w- the one with uh, the Naito. Two days of. Yeah, two days of. Uh, we're, here's, the, here's the problem. You're going to be fucking hungover day two. Day, t- day two, you might as well just, just keep drinking, because you're going to be hungover as fuck for, for day two. So, um, yeah. All right, so that's the deal. All right, we'll just make it those two days. We'll just make it those th- those two days, those two days of Dome Day. And again, we usually go out. We'll go out for drinks, blah 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 blah. Uh, but you know, just leave it at the strong zeros. We'll leave it at the strong zeros. 
Uh, it won't make an entire bar bill for the day because, again, I want you to still have a house when you come back home. Um, but any strong zeros that need to be purchased, and not for significant others, you know, to buy for significant others or, you know, if back and forth, but you got to pick up the strong zero tab and vice versa, obviously. Sticking with the topic, Callum says, I'll be heading to Tokyo for my first Wrestle Kingdom. I just want some direction on when to buy and where to buy. So, David, Uh-oh. let's talk about Uh-oh. Wrestle Kingdom 14 tickets. So, we know that demand for tickets from the fan club is exceptionally high this year. It's several times what it was last year. I understand that the Liger retirement is a very big deal. And demand is up in general, especially for big events like Dominion, Budokan, G1 shows, etc. So, they recently had the fan club lottery for Wrestle Kingdom tickets, where obviously the ringside royal seats and Arena A and Arena B floor seats are very popular. Uh, New Japan had also announced that there would be an overseas ticket sale starting July the 8th, which would include arena tickets. So we can put to bed this mad theory about foreigners being excluded from the floor seats. Not true. Now, I understand a proper overseas fan club is in the works. We're not sure exactly when, so this is like a a stopgap while we're waiting for that. Now, a few days ago, Todd Martin came out with a big piece, somewhat hysterical piece for PW Torch, complaining that people who signed up for Wrestle Kingdom Arena tickets via buysumotickets.com had all been unsuccessful. They had to put down their first, second and third choice, etc. And... Nobody got Arena A or Arena B tickets. The only successful applications received first floor tickets. So the implication was that New Japan knew what Buysumo tickets was doing, but deliberately restricted them to first floor tickets. Now, Buysumo tickets, as I understand it, use a ton of proxy New Japan fan club memberships. And they're technically scalpers under new ticket legislation that was introduced in light of the upcoming Olympic Games. And for what it's worth, David, the scalpers are at it already. I saw screenshots on Twitter of tickets being sold secondhand for 80,000 yen. That's like $750. Mm-hmm. Now, if New Japan know what Buysumo tickets are doing and they're accepting their fan club fees but excluding them from the arena seats, that's wrong. That is. Just reject the applications. Refund the money, tell them to go through official channels. But here's the thing. The fan club... It's for Japanese residents only. Rightly yes. or wrongly, if you know someone who lives in Japan, you can work around that. You can use their address, but it's a big hoop to jump through. I did that for Resikin in 12. Or you can wait for the official overseas ticket sales, which I did for Dominion last year. I used uh, E Plus through the New Japan website, and it was absolutely fine. I had great seats, zero problems. So Baisumo Tickets is a weird halfway house for people who, who can't get their own fan club membership, but they don't want to wait for the official overseas ticket sales. So if New Japan can trace which fan club lottery applications are from Buysumo tickets, shut them down. Simple. Don't take their money. Don't give them the shitty seats, if that is indeed what's going on. And if you're a non-Japan resident and you want to go, Callum, wait for July the 8th. Buy them through the New Japan website. Uh, Another subject, I've said before, hot take, all of the seats in the Tokyo Dome are bad. You're either close to the ring and you've got to crane your neck and look upwards for five hours and you've got a terrible angle, or you've got a good angle, uh, but you're miles away from the ring. But just get in the building and enjoy the experience. But what are your thoughts on this uh, ticket brouhaha? Okay. I have some firsthand uh, experience with buy sumo tickets. I've used them in the past, and um, they've gotten tickets for me for New Japan Pro Wrestling events. Right. So I firsthand, I know exactly how they work. I know exactly who they are. I know I have firsthand experience. 
So it's not like Buy Sumo Tickets is a place where tickets go on sale, they buy a whole block of them, and they have them sitting at their desks, and they mark them up 2 million percent. It's not what they do. I'm going to say this again. That's not what they do. What they do is, is you contact them, and you say, hey, I'm going to be in Japan for this period of time. I'm interested in going to this New Japan Pro Wrestling event at this arena on this date, right? Now, if tickets have not gone on sale yet, you have to actually, at least my experience has been, physically tell them, not physically, but put it in the email of, hey, tickets go on sale at this day at this time. Then they give you a quote. The email you back a quote. It's the ticket price plus a small markup for them to physically go to a Lawson's and buy the tickets. That's what they're doing. You're paying them to, to punch in the numbers into Lawson's or whatever the fucking ticket machine thing is that's there to buy these tickets. And it's not a huge markup. It's not like it's $100. It's like maybe the equivalent of like $15, $20. Then they give you an invoice. You PayPal them. Away you go. And then they, they send your tickets. They sent the tickets to my door within a week, Joel. Kid you not. I love them. Let me tell you, love them. Because they were great, efficient, and they made it so that I could fucking buy tickets in advance. This would not happen. And I know I'm coming across here a little bit like an entitled Western fan. But not for nothing. If, if you're growing a product and you're grow, trying to grow interest in a product and people are willing to spend thousands of dollars to travel thousands of miles to get there to see your event, can you make it a little bit fucking easier to get tickets? Because it's a nightmare. It is a fucking nightmare to get tickets. You don't just pop on Ticketmaster or Live Nation or whatever the fuck and buy a ticket. You can't. It's a nightmare. And especially if you want decent seats or try to get decent seats. So yes, people tried to get and find loopholes. Buy sumo tickets. Hey, can you buy a fan... Club membership and get these tickets when they go on sale because the demand is high, blah, 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 right? The problem is, is that, one, demand is high because there's a lot of people that want to see these events, right, from a Western perspective. Two, there's no way for these fucking people to get tickets, myself included. So we use these services and we look for workarounds. We look for fucking loopholes. Yes, we do. Now, here's the problem. Those loopholes eventually close because eventually word of mouth comes around that this is good. This is how you get the tickets. And then everybody gets there and it becomes fucked, right? New Japan doesn't, it's not a brain surgeon to figure out that buy sumo tickets is drawing, you know, people are getting their tickets from this, this buying service. Problem is, is that the terms of service it clearly states that, guess what? You got to have a Japanese address with a Japanese credit card. And again, there's people that get around that. Hey, they use somebody who lives there. We, we do the same thing, right? I'm not going to lie. We've done, we have people in Japan that we use their fucking address, that we pay 75 bucks to use their address 
so they can be a and they can use the fan club whenever they want. They want to get tickets to the Dominion. Want to get tickets? It's the, you know, but we're paying them, right? All they have to do is make it easier. Now, again, I know that we talk when we talk to the company. That's their that's that is a top priority of making this more accessible to the Western audience, right? They're fucking taking forever, right? I don't understand why this has to be such a process, but okay, it's a process. I don't know what it involves. It's a process, but it feels like I've been saying it for three goddamn years now. It, it's going to happen, and 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 they, they and they recognize it. The problem is, is that the people who who invested, they feel like they got fucked over, right? And and yes, to a certain point, you you kind of knew that this buy sumo ticket thing is not. On the up, on the up and up, when it comes to the fan club stuff, you knew it. Don't tell me you didn't know. Don't, you can't look me in the eye and be like, "Oh, I didn't know. you know." All right? Okay, that's one. Uh, if New Japan took money for a fan club, that does seem a little bit a little shitty, a little shitty, right? And that they knew that these all these these fan club memberships were part of, you know, okay. That and that's but here's the thing I'm, I'm I can't that's their prerogative to do so, it's their prog, prerogative to do so, right? Um, I'd like to see refunds of, of fan club memberships. Look, would you know? It, look, you. The bottom line is this: you you broke the rules, um, and you got pinched. Um, it'll be fixed. I don't like it. It would be it would be so much easier if, if New Japan would, would hurry up with this fan club, make it easy to buy tickets. And again, you can buy tickets. When is it? The ninth is it of July? Is it, you can buy tickets. Um, eighth. Eighth. Okay. All right. And and again, apparently there's going to be blocks of tickets available that that are good. Okay. And I agree with you, Joel. Um, there's there's not a good seat in this place. Eric had front row. The very first row at the dome, and even then he was like, you know, you're, you're still like 20 yards away from the ring, the way it's set up. Um, just be in the building. It's it's about, I hate to say it, it's about the atmosphere. It's about feeling the, the matches and watching matches. I'm not saying everything, every seat is obstructive view, but you're in a baseball stadium watching a wrestling ring. So it is what it is. Um, go for the experience. Trust me, you won't regret it, but... Yeah, there's not a good seat in that fucking building. Do you think it's fair that New Japan only allow Japanese residents to have first pick at the tickets? Because some people have said, like, for example, if WWE were to say that only US residents can have first pick at the best tickets, then people would be up in arms. I don't like the word fair. But. Yeah, I mean, if we're if we're. Like, there's not a good reason that new Japan can come to the table to say, well, here's why we did this. Right. You know, it's... so you don't think you could go with the angle, like this is a Japanese company. We need not now, well, not no. necessarily that. No, we need to uh, preserve our loyal domestic uh-huh. fan base. No, that, that kind of stuff won't wash with you. It's uh, the way I see it is money is money. Right. And while I kind of agree with the sense in the sense of, you you know you 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 have the potential to make more money from your loyal Japanese 
fan base because you run the majority of your shows there. I get that. In, in a situation like this, in a big show where it it is about, look, I I, I get it. You can't make ticket availability. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe a Western audience has to pay a little bit more of a premium, right? I I don't know. I I just I I prefer a little bit more of. I don't want to say equality, but it's like, you know, I think transparency maybe trans- maybe so maybe. But they're pretty transparent. I mean, they're pretty clear in the sense that, you know, I'm tr- we're trying to make excuses for people. And I'm in this group, so I'm trying to make an excuse for myself of, hey, we just needed to, 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 to do this because we wanted the best seats. That's really what it comes down to, Joe, isn't it? We wanted to find a loophole to get the best seats. That's really what it comes down to. Would it be easier if they just said, yeah, let's just make it across the board. Tickets go on sale. Hop into Ticketmaster and and, and every man for himself. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they have a, an issue with bots, you know, like we do. And, and, and you know, trying to get a, con- a concert ticket to a show that, that is pretty popular. You know, you're fucking, you got to deal with these ticket bots that scoop up tickets and, you know, it's shit. Uh, maybe they have it the right way. I don't, I don't know. But all I know is that. And if I'm being 100% honest, we tried to find loopholes to get tickets. And it would have been so much easier if there was just a way to get tickets. Again, they're doing their best, and I put that in air quotes, to make that happen for the Western audience. They, it, it feels to me, and I can't confirm this, and nobody will go on the record for this, so don't, tr- I, you know. But it feels that they saw this block of fan club ticket requests. And trust me, they got more fan club requests than they ever have before, right? That I can confirm. I don't know a number, but I know it's a lot for this for these shows. And it, it, and it looks sketch. And they have, I guess they have the right? Do they have the right to say, no, we're not, we're not doing that. So that's what it feels like they did. That's what it feels like they did. Tyler asks, with all of the New Japan ticket sales talk from today, I've heard a lot of people say there isn't a great seat in the Tokyo Dome. Is there a better building that New Japan could run for Wrestle Kingdom, or is the Tokyo Dome the only place they'll run it based on location and tradition? I think at this point it's also a question of capacity as well, because they are getting very close to selling out that venue, and I don't know if there's anywhere else in a similar location with a similar capacity. Not in Tokyo. Um, Not in Tokyo proper. I mean... um... And that's where you're going to have it. Um, and again, don't get me wrong. Look, it's there's nobody that walks out of Wrestle Kingdom that had a bad time. You know what I mean? Not in, in, in the past four times that I've been – three, four, I don't even know how many times. Well, um, Tessie and Naito didn't have a good time. Well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> good point. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it's not like if you're in a, you just have a great time. It's such a great day. It is such a great day. It, it might be my favorite day of the year. And I look forward to it. And I see people. You see people that you you, you you haven't seen for a year, and you meet new people, and it's just so much fun. And every the cosplay, and and the show hasn't even started, and it's already the greatest day of the year. And I don't know what it is. I, and I'm I don't want to jinx it. I'm going to knock on wood right now. 
the weather is always great. Blue skies, a little crispness in the air, but not cold. Fresh, crisp, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, everybody's outside, got, got drinks in their hand, and everybody loves pro wrestling. And the people are friendly, and everybody's taking pictures, and it's just the environment, and then and then the show. And then if there's nothing like getting your bags checked, right? You get, and, they, and they do it efficiently. The line's long, but it's efficient. And you go in your, your designated entrance, and then you, you walk through, and you see kind of, you know, you see the ring on, on, the, on the baseball, and you're in the Tokyo Dome. And it's kind of, it's got that hazy, smoky, you know, from the, from the, from the, the smoke that they pump in for the lighting. And it's just an atmosphere, and you're just like, holy fucking shit, here we go. Here we go. This is, this is great. And it's just a buzz and an excitement and just a fucking great time. And and the show is great. And it's not like you don't see it. It's not, again, it's not like there's a pillar in front of you and you can't see anything. But again, you're in a baseball stadium, and I, I, I can't. You know, it is what it is. I, but I want to discourage somebody from going because of that. It's it's not. But it's not like you're at some fucking you know uh, small venue where you're ringside and you 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 feel every chop. That that's not what you're there for. You're there for a spectacle, a concert um, that happens to be a great pro wrestling show. One of my low-key highlights is waking up the day of when you wake up in your hotel in Tokyo and then you realize, ah, oh, it's Wrestle Kingdom today. It's like Christmas, isn't it? It really is. And no one's fun. It's like you're like, all right, what's the T-shirt I'm going to wear? Right? What's the, what am I going to wear? Right? I do that. I'm like, what am I going to wear? Uh, and, usually, and again, usually beforehand, there's always a meetup at the Fridays. We've had it two years in a row. Um, and again, we choose the Fridays just because, one, it's funny, and two, it's 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 a pretty big venue for where it's located size wise and three you know look people have different palates and different tastes and you're going to find something to eat there if you wanted to eat something and there's beer and and shit like that so um and it's right up to steps is the tokyo dome so um it's convenient so look it's a great day it's my favorite (laughs) i'm thinking about now i got i'm smiling from ear to ear because i know it's booked and i know i'm going uh i don't have to sweat it and um i'm excited I can't wait. Did I mention that I that it's booked and it's done? No, you hadn't mentioned that on on the show. You told it's, me beforehand. It's booked and done, kids. We're, uh, I, I, it's done. It's uh, it's amazing what a credit extension on a credit card will do. <laughs> but it's done. So uh, yes, I, it's booked. I'm ready to go. Um, and I'll be there. Men's Joel will be there. Everybody will be there. So, um, I'm super excited. So let's uh, let's look forward to that January fourth. Okay, moving on to a different topic. There are some Davy Boy Smith Jr. stories in the Observer that say he quit New Japan. He'd been frustrated for a long time. He wasn't told what he was doing at MSG even two weeks before the event when he had to decide whether or not he was going to go to the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, he said he wasn't allowed to do a Dynamite Kid tribute diving headbutt a few months ago. He was denied permission to work for Impact, and the reason given was, uh, and I quote, fucking Jeff Jarrett and TNA. So apparently they're still angry about how Okada was booked. And then that led to a miscommunication because Lance Archer had asked for more dates for Killer Elite Squad and the office told Archer that Davey Boy Smith Jr. was going to impact. So it sounds like a big mess. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Damon? Do you think we can take all that at face value or with a pinch of salt? Pinch of salt. Pinch of salt. I think in, in any of those situations, people are going to, um, you know, and, and, and again, that's their version of the truth. Right, um, that, and that's fine. People do that all the time. So, 
But yeah, I mean, look, what it comes down to is that, let's be honest, for whatever reason, and whether you agree with it or not agree with it, New Japan just didn't find value in David Boy Smith Jr. Right? For for whatever the, the going price for David Boy Jr. was. And look, do you really think that that kind of nonsense would go on with, you know, at this point, you know, Okada or Naito or, or Osprey or, you know, the, the, you wouldn't have those miscommunications, um, right? It, it would, at, at the very least, you can say that Davey Boy Smith Jr. wasn't a priority to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. Um, I would disagree. I think he's, he, he could be valuable. I, th- I feel like he could have, they could have done something with him, right? I think uh, um, he's no slouch, that's for sure. Um, but they didn't, and then and they part, and they go their separate ways, it looks like, it feels like. Um, I tell you what, I think what that means for Lance Archer is a positive, right? Again, he doesn't have to feel the obligation of KES, right? I'm sure that would be an awkward situation where he's like, yeah, well, I'm going to Japan. And, he's like, oh, yeah, Davey's like, okay, well, when are we book? Not we. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Me. <laughs> uh, solo run, uh, Davey. Uh, but so that kind of stuff. stand up everyone who's in the G1 climax, right. not so fast, Davy boy. Right, 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 exactly. So you know, there's that. So I look. I think he's. I I think they could have done something with him, but they they chose not to, and they they didn't think it was worth the whatever headache New Japan felt like Davy Boy was putting them through. So that's that. No, no. I, look, I don't think anybody's going to be that upset. In the, in the grand scheme of things, would it, would it be nice to have David Boy Smith in a nice role, like in the middle of of the year, on a on a B level show, challenging for the Intercontinental, maybe, or maybe challenging for Never? Yeah, I don't think anybody would have any problem with that. On the other side of the coin is, is anybody really that upset that David Boy Smith Jr. is not going to be with New Japan Pro Wrestling anymore? I, I think we have plenty of talent and plenty of spots filled and people waiting in the wings that that will be in good shape. I think we'll be all right. We have a few shows to preview. So on Tuesday, there is a Kazuna Roadshow at Miyagi in the Sendai Sun Plaza Hall. Opening match, we got Satoshi Kojima and Hiroshi Tenzan. Tenkozi are back, Damon. I'm pleased about that. I like Tenkozi. Uh, mm. Against Yotosuji and Yuji Nagata. Second match, we got Narita, Umino, Honma, Makabe, Ibushi versus Bushi, Shingo, Sanada, Evil, Naito. Third match, Mikey Nichols and Juice Robinson versus Tangelo Tamatonga, which is to set up. Uh, I think they've got a match coming up at this Southern Showdown. Fourth match, Shoyo, Hinari, Tanahashi versus Ishimori, Owens, Takahashi, and Jay White. Fifth match, Tiger Mask, Liger, Yano, Ishii, Okada versus Doki, Kanemaru, Taichi, Archer, Suzuki. Uh, top two matches are worth talking about. Uh, sixth match, we've got British Cruiserweight Championship match, El Fantasmo defending against Yusuke Taguchi. And the main event, British Heavyweight Championship match and G1 Climax 29 Entry Spot Challenge with the champion and G1 Climax 29 entrant, Zack Sabre Jr., defending both his title and his G1 spot against the challenger, Yoshihashi. few questions here, David. Zachary says, how would you feel about Yoshihashi winning the RevPro UK British Heavyweight title and ZSA's G1 spot? Zoe says, if Yoshi beats Sabre for the G1 spot, which bridge should I jump off of? And Count Out Victory says, has there ever been more compelling stakes to a wrestling match than the possibility of having to watch nine more Yoshihashi matches? <laughs> Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be conspiracy theory Damon here. We we just talked about Zach and how he's not really in semis and 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 main events. Is that is that a sign? Is that something we need to be concerned with with this situation? What do you think? Do you give me a percentage chance that Yoshihashi wins, becomes the Rev Pro British heavyweight champion, and takes Zach's spot in the G1? Because I would put it somewhere south of fuck all, personally. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're looking at single digits, right? Right, single digits. Look, I don't know how you how on one side of your mouth you could say we are invested in Zack Saber Jr. and and have that happen, right? Uh, I, uh, uh, you know, the 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 crying young lady on the videos aside, who who uh, again tugs at your heartstrings. Uh, her aside, is there anybody that's watching this saying, "Boy, I'd rather have Yoshihashi in there"? Oh wait a minute, there is. <laughs> you did send me something too. All right, aside from those two people, <laughs> is there anyone else that uh, would want? Uh, look, I think the majority of people would would prefer to see Zach in that situation. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna set it at a single digit and and tell you flat out, no, I I would not want that swap out. No, with a capital N O. And uh, are you looking forward to the match itself? Well, it makes it more interesting because those near falls, there's going to be a collective people, you know. Thinking they can't fucking do this, they can't do it. And as the hand comes down at two and a half, and you're shitting your pants like, "Oh, please, God, no!" Uh, there will be interest in it. So I, 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 think, I think they, they did could have done more with that. I What's that? really think they could have made something more drama out of guys like uh, Makabe Suzuki getting dropped from a G1 by having little qualifying matches like this. I think that would have been a really cool idea. Like. Let's say Will Ospreay, if Will Ospreay wants to get in the G1, he's got to beat Suzuki to get a spot from him or something like that. Right, right. Flip, you know, yeah, yeah. Just flip out a guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the idea of that. I know I, I did see somewhere online where people were mentioning, it might have been in the Discord when I saw this, um, people were mentioning uh, like uh, relegation like they do in the Premier League. Um Yes, that was Joe B1 Kenobi in our fantasy booking thread. Put on a yeah, really nice idea about uh, having the C block running concurrently to the G1 climax, where you have guys like Hinares, your Finleys, Yoshihashi's, etc. And then the winner of the C block overall gets to go in the G1 next year. Right. And then vice versa. Like people who finish like zero points or two points in G1, they get relegated. Um,. I like that. I, I kind of sworn we we said something like that on a previous show, but I, I mean, I, we talked yeah, about I've so much. Yeah, I've been saying that for years. So I, I thought it would be really cool to have a little qualifying tournament. But the problem is that, as I mentioned on the Discord, is that it's, there's so much uncertainty and so many moving parts between now and then. So let's say you book Hinare to win the C block, and you think, yeah, okay, so Hinare's penciled in for the G1 next year, but then you have the chance to sign uh, some you know, someone whose contract has run out, like a ex-WWE guy, independent guy, whatever, then you can't do the Hinari thing anymore. So right. I just think they need that flexibility when it comes to who's in the G1. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't seem like the easiest thing to book out, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it, I, I can see that being super difficult, but um, I, the idea, at least on paper anyway, 
is something that uh, I could definitely get behind. Yeah, no doubt. And any interest in the British Cruiserweight Championship match with El Fantasmo and Taguchi? El Fantasmo and Taguchi. Um, I mean, personally, <laughs> or or am I speaking of just New Japan fandom and in, in, in general? I'm sure. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not interested. Not, uh, okay, you know, their, their match in the Special Super Juniors was... Is okay. It was decent. Um, mm-hmm. I expect more of the same. Just going to get a lot of bum comedy, I guess. I I don't. I'm not sure if this is going to be one of those matches where Taguchi. Oh, then again, it is in Sendai. That's his hometown, isn't it? So, having said that, maybe he does put on a good match for us. I think it'll be good. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to say at least good. I'm going to set the bar at three flakes. What are you thinking? Over three? Yeah, I think... Three and a half? Given enough time, it could... Yeah, three and a half, I'd say. It's a, a safe guess. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm looking at Dan's um, editor, Dan, who is away. What is he doing? He's doing something for well work, right? rest. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, I think he's at a delegates conference. Yeah. So I got to edit this fucking show, kids. I Me. Yeah. Better things to do. <laughs> um, no, uh, I mean I, it's a pleasure to do it. Um, and I'm looking at his hotel room. Pretty nice hotel room he's got here, huh? You see this? You see these pictures? Nice, nice. very fancy. He yeah. deserves it. He's a look. He's an important guy. He's an important guy. All right, look. Uh, all right. So what else we got here? Talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. All right. So we got these uh, Australia shows. We got Southern Showdown mm. uh, coming up next weekend in Melbourne and Sydney. Now. I think both of us, we know nothing about a lot of these guys. So I reached out to Kevin Chiat uh, at oh. Kevin Chiat, C-H-I-A-T, and the Scorpio Corp, so at the Scorpio Corp on Twitter, who are the resident experts on the local scene. Nice. And here's what they had to say. So I'm just going to read out a lot of information here, but I think this is all really interesting stuff and has definitely made me more excited to see these shows. So I'll tell you about some of these guys and then we'll read you the cards. So uh, there aren't really that many Australians on the cards. A lot of the people are Farley Dojo staff or trainees rather than regulars on the Australian scene. Melbourne, the opening match is basically New Japan Dojo versus Farley Dojo. Mark Tui, apologies if I get the pronunciation wrong here, uh, is one of the managers, trainers at Farley Dojo. He worked one match on the last Australian tour under the name Mareko and tagged with Farley. Richards is a New Zealander. He went through Farley Dojo, spent some time at the main dojo and is now a trainer at Farley. Villa Lobos went through Farley and did some time at the main dojo. For whatever reason, he only seems to work for one minor promotion in New South Wales under the name Darius Vega. Slex, that's a big name. Slex is the current Melbourne City wrestling champion, one of the best in Australia. Had a match versus Okada in 2017. Also killer matches with Osprey and Adam Brooks in 2018. Also worked Jay White on the last year Melbourne show. Aaron Solo was in the last three-month program at Farley Dojo. Purposely flew himself out to New Zealand to upskill there. Gino Gambino, we know about. He was inducted into Bullet Club in 2017 and basically co-runs New Japan's promotion in Australia with Farley, who's just coming off a run as MCW champion. On the Sydney show, the Phillip brothers are the current MCW tag champions. Just got back from the Farley dojo and meant to be going to the main dojo in September. Depending on how they go there, 
could see them becoming full-time young lions. They're a good team. They put on a lot of size whilst at Farley. Stevie is a better worker, but Tome, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is better at character work and promos. Pretty good prospects, still young and need work, but could blossom into something great, especially Stevie Phillip, because he can do a lot of high-paced, high-flying offense. Very athletic tag team. Tony Kuzina is one of the head trainers of Farley Dojo. He moved from US to New Zealand. I believe he helped train Farley on his excursion, which is why Farley brought him over. Mick Moretti and Jack Bonza are from the Sydney promotion Pro Wrestling Australia, and they are the reigning tag team champions. They're part of the Four Nations, which is a highly regarded and accomplished stable in the Sydney scene. Moretti has a strong case for being the top performer in Australia this year. People are extremely high on him. He has a very wacky, chaotic, loose cannon gimmick that does lean more on the comedic side. However, he makes it work with his unique and athletic offense, which really makes him quite distinctive. Some say he's one of the best independent wrestlers in the world. Jack Bonza is a serious ring general, fantastic technical wrestler with incredible strength because he's built like a brick shithouse. Michael Craven seems to be extremely high on Bonza. He was at a Farley Dojo tryout and was really impressed by Bonza. A lot of people have their match from PWA, the fight for black metal on February 22nd as the Australian match of the year. Scorpio Court wrote a review of that show for Voices Wrestling, which you can look up. And presumably they've been matched up again to try and recreate that on a bigger stage. Depending on how much time they're given, it could be a real sleeper match. The Sydney show will likely go up on NJPW World on a delay of a couple of days or so. Melbourne will be live on Fight and up on NJPW World in a couple of days. Uh, he says, uh, I think it's right. There's technical issues that meant NJPW World couldn't run live knowing Australia's poor internet speeds. So keep your eyes on Slex, Moretti and Bonza. And please give Kevin Chayette and the Scorpio Corp a follow on Twitter. So massive thanks to them for providing all that info. And knowing all that has definitely made me more excited to see these shows. Yeah, holy fuck. Great job. That's a great job. Give 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 them names that again. They deserve a follow if uh, you're interested in the Australian scene. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was a great review. Um, <laughs> very helpful to a lot of people. Because look, let's be honest here. I think a lot of those names are, you know, people are unfamiliar with. Um, it, it, we don't get a lot of of buzz and a lot of and a lot of feedback and a lot of and a lot of uh, info when it comes to that Australian scene. Um, this is going to be the first time that a lot of a lot of our listeners are going to be able to watch and see and 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 form an opinion of the for themselves. So, if anything, if I'm selling these shows to any of our listeners, that's really what this is going to be. And this might be a nice little jumping point for a lot of our listeners for that Australian scene. So that's a great write-up, a great review. Who give, give those names again, Joe, please. So that's Kevin Chiat. So Kevin uh, at Kevin C H I A T and at the Scorpio Corp C O R P. So definitely worth following both of those guys. And again, massive thank you for helping us out there because we know what we know and we also know what we don't know so if there's gaps in our knowledge uh it's great to be part of a community that can help fill us in absolutely this is where it pays off good job excellent job um yeah and, th- and you're right it does kind of get me a little bit more interested in those shows because look i'm, I'm going to be truthful too it, it's going to be a nice launching point for me for a lot of those guys that are in the ring um first time seeing so yeah, good job. Excellent work, and uh, we're providing a service to all of our listeners. Uh, um, good. I- I'm thrilled about that. That was a good, good good, little bit there, good little segment. Good job. So let's just quickly run down those shows. So uh, Southern Showdown in Melbourne, Saturday, June 29th. 
we have opening match Renderita Shota Umulo Toa Hinare versus Michael Richards, Andrew Villalobos, and Mark Tui. Second match, Aero Solo versus Slex. Third match, Shoyo Toriyano versus Gado Taiji Ishimori and Gino Gambino. Fourth match, Yoshihashi and Tomohiro Ishii versus Chase Owens and Yujiro Takahashi. Fifth match, Rocky Romero versus El Fantasmo. Sixth match, Mikey Nichols and Juice Robinson versus Tangelo and Tabatonga. Seventh match, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Very excited for this one, Damon. Will Ospreay versus Robbie Eagles. Main event, special tag match, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada versus Bad Luck Fale and Jay White. Yeah, aside from Eagles and, and Osprey, to me, the most interesting thing are going to be that undercard. Um, and again, that, that yeah, I'm got interested me. interested in this, this uh, singles match with Aaron Solo versus Slex because two yeah. guys with big reputations. I'm excited to see that one now. Uh, look, if, 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 that, if we didn't do anything for you guys, get you hyped for this. This might be... Look, I don't know if anybody's dropping twenty five bucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna be truthful. I hate to say it. I don't know if anybody's dropping twenty five bucks, but maybe we wait a couple days. And I, look, if you want to buy it, buy it. I'm not gonna discourage you, but buy it. I'm not gonna tell you to spend your money. Uh, but I think at the very least, I think uh, get some more eyeballs on this show when it when it gets up on New Japan World. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see that singles match, the undercard, uh, and of course. Will and the uh, Eagles should be uh, should be really good as well. So, all right, good. I'm I'm I'm, I'm more. Let's put it this way. I'm more excited now uh, that I heard all this information than I was before. So that's a win, right? Yeah, and you know Osprey is going to absolutely kill himself to make Robbie Eagles into the biggest star that he can possibly be in front of his home fans. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's he's he has a little bit of a reputation for doing that and uh, and being successful at that. So yeah, I think that that. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited for it. So I, I don't know how, how that, you know, there's a win. Great job by everybody. You got me hyped for it. And then the uh, Southern Showdown is Sydney on Sunday, June 30th. We've got Michael Richards and Andrew Villalobos versus Stevie Phillip and Tom, Tome Phillip. Second match, Rocky Romero versus Tony Cozina. Third match, again, this is one to keep an eye out, uh, Jack Bonza versus Mick Moretti. So a rematch of a very highly acclaimed match. So, Definitely worth a watch. Fourth match, Aerosolo versus Chase Owens. Fifth match, Yano, Mikey Nichols, Juice Robinson versus Gio Gambino, Tangaloa, Tamatonga. Sixth match, we have a singles match, Tomohiro Ishii versus Toa Hinare. Seventh match, uh, main event, Osprey, Tanahashi, Okada versus Robbie Eagles, Bad Luck, Farley, and Jay White. So aside from that Jack Bonds and Mick Moretti match, which should be really interesting, Ishii and Hinare having a rematch here, Damon. Yeah, yeah, two big hitters, right? And you know they're going to give a little bit more to Hanare, um, being in Australian Sydney. Wonder if our friends Claire and Kyle are going to. Be, I'm sure they'll, they'll be there, right? So maybe we uh, we get some live reports from them as they give us uh, all the information uh, from the Sydney show, Melbourne. Uh, it's funny because I talked to uh, we have friends in, in Melbourne, and uh, like our friend is very important. <laughs> she's she's in a very important person in. Uh, I don't know exactly how it works out, but anyway, long and short of it, there's there's pictures of her greeting. Uh, who's the, who's the the royal couple, the one that just had a kid, Prince? Who's the guy from England? Come on, redhead. Is it Prince? Uh, Prince Harry? You- Harry? 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 Yeah, it was Harry and and uh, his wife. Like she's greeting them from the airport, like on on as they get off the plane. She's she's she, or either greeting them or when they were leaving, they they she sent them off. 
Like she's that important <laughs> and she's our friend. And I'm like, how does that happen? <laughs> like, how? <laughs> like when we went to Australia, we stayed at her house. Uh, when we went to Melbourne, we stayed at her house and we went to Bali with her. Um, and she's, she's, she's fucking crazy. She's great. But yeah, she's that important. So I was like, I'm like, Hey, why don't you go to this Melbourne show? <laughs> Cause she knows I like wrestling. Um, eh, just a fun fact. Little fun fact. All right. Very good. What else we got? Uh, question about these shows. Eggsy says, do you think we see Eagles turn in Melbourne? All the right pieces are on the card. Eagles, El Fantasma, Osprey. It's basically a chaos versus bullet club show. So I would be stunned, Damon, if we, didn't see a reappearance mm. of that little Japan flag, which has been referenced in uh, both of the previous Osprey versus Eagles matches. So a lot of speculation that uh, we'll see that flag again and we will see uh, Robbie Eagles reject the Bullet Club and join Chaos. What do you think? Do you think we do it there? We think we do it in Australia or do we do that on a Japanese show? Because again, well, even though we're hyping... All right. Well, uh, here's my only here's my only pushback. We sat here. We you know, we hyped it up, and we did a good job of hyping up. You know, not for nothing. New Japan, you should pay us money because we did a better job hyping up these fucking shows than you did. Just saying. Uh, ooh, not many people are buzzing about these shows, except for people in Australia, and rightfully so. They should be excited. I, I get it. Does anybody else hear a lot of buzz outside of Australia? People in Australia talking about these shows, Joel? Not really. I think yeah. I think people are excited for that match. I think that is a match that people worldwide will go out of their way to watch whenever it hits NJPW Worlds, whether you know you're in the States or Japan or whatever. When that goes up, people are going to want to watch that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. I don't think you do a major angle on a show like this. I think I think we put on some good matches. We put on great matches if we can. Uh, but I don't. I think is it we... a major angle though. It's a it's a major angle for yeah. Robbie Eagles. Yeah. Who is well, the Australian star? Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I. I, I think. I think you you put that on on a on a Japanese show. I do. I don't think you do it there. I don't know. I don't think you do it. Right. Um. But I will say this, and I won't, I won't even say this. I'll save that. <laughs> I was going to say something about, ah, never mind. I'm not even going to say what I'm going to say about. What do you think of that? Ah, how's that for I a fucking tease? I what you're going to say now. No, I'm not. curious. <laughs> I know. Curiosity. I know he did, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Is there something that's going to get us into trouble? Yeah, of course it would. That's what I'm not saying. I'm <laughs> self-editing. Self-editing. Because here's the thing. I, if there would be a conversation... Uh, later on, being like, oh, let's edit that that out. And then I got to edit another fucking thing out of this show. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've already got one that I'm scratching about. Like, oh, I got to edit that fucking thing out. All right. So maybe uh, I, will, I will say something terrible right now. To no. You have to edit it anyway. So you, it's a beautiful day out, in. Joel. The sun's out. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. I'm going to be fucking editing a podcast. Come on. All right. What else we got? Uh, last thing was there's an NHK World Report on New Japan. There's a little segment on Ohio Nippon as well last month. And so it seems that New Japan are getting a bit more coverage in the mainstream media in Japan, which is a bit unusual, especially considering they have a connection to TV Asahi. So I watched this. It was a little 10-minute segment, and they were talking about the Madison Square Garden show and talked to Okada and his popularity with Western fans and talking to a lot of the foreigners who came for the Dominion show. 
and like the cross-cultural appeal of New Japan. So that kind of stuff is always a good sign when you see the products permeating mainstream culture like this. Yeah, always is. And I think they do a good job too. They treat it with respect um, as much as you can with pro wrestling. But I think they do. I think they do a good job with that. Um, I didn't see that particular piece, but I'm sure it falls in, in line with the other ones that I have seen when they do have mainstream coverage. Um, yeah, uh, you know, again, I've, I've said it before that, yes, Western expansion is a, is a high priority for them, but, you know, I think they can even do a better job of just doing the, the homegrown talent. Uh, not the talent, the fan base is what I want to say. Um, so, yeah, it's... it's uh, I'm I'm sorry you you sent me something here. Uh, I'm just yeah, looking. that's that's setting up for a question. I'm going to ask you in a minute. Okay, good. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, but yeah, so they can they can grow domestically, and that's a good place to start. So when you see those things, it just uh, helps the product overall. All right, I'm sorry, I'm distracted by this picture. Go ahead, Joel. Just help me help me out. What am I doing okay. with this? <laughs> well, let's dig into the questions then. Um, let's go to the Discord first. So uh, our fantastic moderator Nicole says. Your opinion on the snacks, the crisps specifically, Ibushi chose to eat at 4 a.m. in this tweet. That looks drunk. That looks like a drunk uh, treat at 4 a.m. Big bag. Um, looks like some type of potato crisps, as you like to say. Um, pretty plain, right? Um, yeah, I can't tell what flavor they are, but I don't think they're an exciting flavor. No. If I remember correctly, Ibushi likes lightly salted crisps, and then he adds his own salt to them. <laughs> right. Maniac. Uh, I like the shag carpet, whatever the fuck this is lying on. And then what is this? Is this like a um, cannoli or a a what was what are we looking at here? Like a, it looks like a some type of pastry. It looks like an eclair is what it looks like. It looks like an eclair. They look like uh, madeleines, those French butter cakes covered yeah. in chocolate. Yeah, yeah. All right. Listen, this looks like a Damon special at four o'clock in the morning. That's for sure. You're just missing some on on a giri. Uh, again, I think he could be a little bit more creative with the crisps. They, again, they do look a little plain. They're just literally just potato chips, you know. Um, but I just, again, I'm more curious. As the, what the fuck this carpet is? This is the most horrific-looking carpet I've ever seen in my life. This thing looks terrible. Look at like shag. The that he and Kenneth used to make love. <laughs> is it? Well, it looks pretty clumpy. It looks like there's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of rough That's patches. Sweet. Yeah, a lot of a lot of crusty spots. Take, if you take know it what I'm to talking the cleaners, Koto. Yeah, come on. Oh lord, it's been a while. He's been he's been gone a few months. Let's, let's move on with your life. Yeah, you don't need his DNA all over your whole fucking house. Clean it up a little bit. How are you going to invite guys over? Uh, we're uh, we're assuming. Come on. All right, very good. Uh, what else we got? Tyler says, what will the wing of the Hall of Fame be called that focuses on crisps, strong zeros, and other random Super J cast favorites? Mm, yeah. Um, how are we doing with that sheet? <laughs> I, I, need that. To, I need to reach out to, okay. I've, I haven't asked him yet, uh, okay. to comms Pete. Yeah. I've got to ask him, see if he can help me out with that. Yeah, so I if need you're to... listening, Pete, I'm going to be hitting you up soon. And yeah. feel free to say no. But please, what we please. wanted was to make a little voting ballot that we can share on the discords for people to vote who they think should go in the inaugural super J cast hall of fame. Can we have inanimate objects in the hall of fame? Or yes. Does it have to be people. No inanimate objects. Absolutely. Absolutely. I might even extend it. Like I said, three for the listeners, but I had so many good things that I saw. I was like, I might open it up to five. I don't give a fuck. Um, it's the first one. You got to put a bunch of people in. Um, I don't know. And, and again, it's just fun. It's just nonsense. I just something I, th- I thought it would be funny. 
Um, and it is. I think people are kind of taken to it. So, um, yeah, we need that sheet, and then you guys can vote. If, again, you got to be a member of the Discord. So if you haven't signed up, there's really no reason not to. Even if you're just a lurker and you just like to read, uh, which I do a lot, um, it's good. It's fun. And uh, not only that, you learn a lot. So uh, I would say that if you're a person who likes good arguments as well, they really are. They really are. I mean, listen, and, and, and in some cases it's, you know, I'm hand waving and be like, no, but it's in a lot of cases, it's more like, all right, I see both sides of the, of the argument here. Okay. Um, and again, I, I will say this too. I think by and large, and again, I'm not super active when it comes to this kind of stuff, but um, we have some of the best moderators of any kind of chatty forum group that I've ever been associated with. Um, they're fair. They'll let you speak your piece. They'll let you be, you know, you get your arguments out, and you can push that envelope with your passion. But they are, uh, they're, they're good in the sense of. I mean, here's the thing too. I even think like like the people that are there are very good at self policing. Right? They they even know when they step out of line, right? <laughs> you know. And there's really not a lot of it. I think there's a lot of respect that goes on in there. Um, even if you don't necessarily agree with the opinions, um, there's there's a lot of respect there that I see. Um, and as long as it keeps it that way, our moderators are there to to uh, crack a whip if it, if they feel like that gets out of line. So good job by everybody there. Join the discard Discord so you can vote. On these nonsense Hall of Fame, which I think is fun, but yeah, I would love to see like like a like a first class of like, and and, and here's the thing too, and I want to get your let's do it on the air. People were nominating Dan for the Hall of Fame, and I have no problem with it, but I feel like Dan's a part of the show. You know what I mean? It would be like us being in the Hall of Fame, right? Like he's a part of the show. Like the success of the Super J cast, Dan is a third. He's you know fabulous Freebirds. Um, he's is as important as I am as Joel is. So, you know, but like, um, like I just see, like seeing like different names and different things like strong zeros or Riley Reed. I saw, or, uh, the, the woman at work that fucking pissed you off. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Like, my peep. Right, right, right. And it's just like remembering all these nonsense bits that we did. This is probably the funniest part of it. Um, but yeah, yeah. But, but Dan, Dan's a member of the show. So would he be in the Hall of Fame, Joel? I don't know about that. Maybe we should ask Dan. I, I, to me, he's a part of the show. Yeah, it definitely is part of the show. But I don't want to exclude him from having a, you know, a bit of a pat on the back and say, "Hey, yeah, job. we all appreciate the work that you do." I mean, I got no problem with that. I mean, I mean, listen, he, he he's, he's listen. Let's put it this way: there's no need to even vote for him. He's in the fucking Hall of Fame. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, if if it, if, it's, if we're going that route, he's in the Hall. He's he, he won't even be on the ballot. He'll just be. We'll just name the fucking Hall of Fame after him for Christ's sake. I don't care. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So there you go. So uh, we'll get that sheet, and so that everybody can get involved and vote in that. All right. Uh, we'll have one more question from Tyler. He says, "Why is Yano Taichi going to be match of the year?" And I know a lot of people might be dreading this match. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm interested to see how Yano's. Uh, sort of good-natured shenanigans plays off against Tai Chi's more heelish stick. Um, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of uh, microphone stands, turnbuckle pads, maybe even the iron fingers. I'm going to say this with all the love in my heart. All the matches that are available in this G1. We're looking forward to that one. Like, I mean, if when it comes, I'll take it. 
I can't say that's on a top ten list for me when it comes to everything else that's 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 on the table um, of things to possibly look forward to. Just uh, I can't say that's in my top ten. All right, uh, John says, do you feel that the G1 Dallas participants showed well on Kazuna Road, particularly Lance Archer since he's been off for two and a half months and brought out the everybody dies claw. I like yeah, that he had interview. He showed in that elimination match. He did. I, that eliminate. We were live on the air. We were live doing the show. Um, and when that was going on, and I kept going back and forth. And that, I thought that elimination match was pretty good. Actually, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And did you, you you saw the interview afterward with Zach and his like blinking eyes? <laughs> like <laughs> that was really great. Was Everybody really dies. And Zach's like, yeah, I probably will, mate. <laughs> right, right. Right. That was good. Uh, look, I think this show. Was, is a fan of the, of Lance and and the opportunities that are now presented to him. So, uh, let's do it. I'm I'm fine with Lance being in here and in, um, in a a singles run. I'm all for. It. And and again, we we know what he did in that New Japan Cup. I know I know everybody nitpicked that that one particular spot that everybody was kind of like ah oh my god, corner. Um, but I think uh, overall that match was pretty great and. Uh, his hometown, his home area. I think he's he's going to have his working boots on, and and he's in there with Will. So we know what can happen. I think good things will. Cam says, "Do you think there would be any appeal in another Kanemaru Junior Tag Title run with maybe Doki or Taka as his partner because Despi deserves the single strap?" Uh, I'm always in favor of seeing more Kanemaru. So whether that's singles or tag, sign me up. I think Kanemaru and Doki having a little Junior Tag Title challenge would be a lot of fun. Um, it would be, you know, a lot of people, you know, became fans of Doki, and which I think is fine. And I think a junior title, junior uh, tag title, that's fine. I don't know what that would be interesting. It'll be, it'll be different. Um, I'm, again, I'm not saying they're going to be the longest reigning champions of all time, but, you know, that's the junior tag. But I think, it, I think you could put it on them and no harm, no fail. Be fine. Kyle says, do you find it hard to stay off social media until you're home from work so that G1 remains spoiler-free, or do you not care, especially if you get a day or two behind? So obviously this isn't an issue for me because given the time difference is only one hour, I usually get to watch all of the G1 shows live or close to. So what about you, Damon? Do you find it difficult to avoid spoilers? I find it difficult to avoid spoilers from people texting me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't go, like, so if, I, if there's a big show, I'll give you Dominion as an example. Um, usually I'll wake up and I won't do anything else. I won't check my phone. I'll try not to check my phone. Um, and I'll just go and watch, right? Or if the next day I have, like if I'm uh, working from home, I'll have it on. And usually I'll watch it again. Just wake up, go, go. I, I try not to go a full day. Um, I'm not really active on so I, like I I really I know this sounds ridiculous in this day and age, but I really don't. I'm not the guy that's like on Twitter constantly refreshing my feeds. I'm I'm just not. Um, I don't have a Facebook account, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, Reddit maybe, but I just kind of stay out of different groups. I, I'm not a big oh the match is spoiled and I don't and I know who won, so that ruined the match. Not it really doesn't do anything for me. A little bit. I can't say, but uh, spoilers, I really don't lose my head over. Um, so to answer your question, no, saying off social media is not a really too difficult for me. I just made a conscious decision with it. It's just, 
I don't, it's just not for me, and that's fine. Um, it does get a little frustrating when it comes to like certain news things, but honestly, if anything breaks, I got people texting me all the fucking time. Um, so I, uh, eventually, I'm going. Okay, great. I I don't know the second it happens. Okay, great. Maybe you know, ten minutes after I get a text. Okay, I'm good. Um, so no, I'm fine. Okay, uh, next question then. Let's go to Pimagora. Pants up or down for a new shirt idea for the Jcast. The front side says fucking pretentious and the back side says we're doing this for us. The rest of you can get fucked. <laughs> I, I, I even commented on that one. Uh, I love that t-shirt. I would love it. I don't think I could wear it out. I don't like wearing t-shirts that have bad language. I just feel like it's a little trashy. Um, but I would wear that in the house proudly. <laughs> Fuck. I just think that is so great. Um, yeah, I mean that's on brand. I would, I would love it. So yes, great T-shirt idea, and I love everything about it. Mark says, just based on gimmicks and stars, which two wrestlers from New Japan would you make a tag team? Don't worry about factions; just make your dream tag team from anyone on the roster. Ishi and um, I think Ishi and Goto. Yeah, and we've been clamoring for that one for a long, long time. That's probably the one I would I would uh, like to say. Or ha- would you like? Yeah, no. Finally, go. I Yeah, I really liked the Dangerous Techers team with Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. I thought they were very good during the World Tag League. So I know that's a pre-existing one, and they are in the same faction, but I thought there was a really good chemistry. They played off each other nicely there. How about Suzuki? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How about Suzuki, Zack? Yeah, again, we saw that a few times. Um, I like it. Me too. Any one of those two. Submissions. Yep, any one of those two I'd be thrilled with. Ian says, what are your thoughts on Naito winning in the main event at the Dome? And then finally doing the LIJ roll call. And that's when Hiromu comes back. Now, I, I'm not predicting Hiromu comebacks anymore. I, if he's better, I would love to see him in a match at the Dome. But if he's not, I think that, that would be a cool moment to come out. But again, I swear I must have predicted the LIJ roll call Hiromu return about 10 times since he's got injured. Yeah, I, I don't want that in the sense of that's one Naito's moment. Give it to him. And two... And you know it as well as I do. You get that three count, and yes, you do get them on the mic usually afterward. But a lot of people are leaving the building, right? Because they got to train to catch, get home. Um, so I, it's not going to be a full house. So I'd rather if the, if he's going to debut something like that, have it something in the middle of the show where where it can get a big bigger reaction. Um, but overall, no, I, I think he'll. Personally, I think he wrestles on one of those two nights um, uh, in a singles match. That's what I think. D the Great. I uh, uh, should point out, quite a few people here, because I'm digging into the backlog, quite a few people have got more than one question. 
So uh, I will just do one question for each person. So in future, just try and limit yourself to one question each. Uh, D the Great says, given how the tag division is completely dead, would New Japan lose credibility if they just admitted the truth and ended the tag team division? Or does a wrestling company need to have a tag division in order to be taken seriously? To be clear, I'm not saying that this is or isn't going to happen. Obviously, it's not just asking as a hypothetical. So do you think that a wrestling company must have a tag division? I mean, I don't think... I think it's. I think they have tag divisions. I hate to say it. It just gives people an opportunity to do something, right? And to have them in programs that are meaningful. And it's really up to the, to the promotion itself to make them meaningful. Um, no. So I don't think necessarily that you have to have it. But I think that there's no reason not to have it. And there's no reason not to take it seriously, and there's no re- no reason not to make it a an important piece of the product that you deliver. There's really no reason. It's it's what effort they put into it. Um, I think, given the track record of New Japan in recent history, that those tag titles are a little dinged up, and they don't necessarily have the shine that that everybody would want or expect. Um, It's an easy fix. It's not that hard. It's just a little bit of effort. And, you know, every show it feels like we come up with scenarios and and our listeners, you know, fantasy book scenarios that sound great on paper, but for whatever reason just doesn't come come to pass. Um, Oh, yeah, can I jump in and say no no more questions about fantasy booking? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Thank you. We get a lot. Yes, they're good ideas. No, they're not going to happen. Right, right, right. We could sum it up as simple. And if if it does happen, take a victory lap, right? Take a victory lap. Um, But to answer the question, do they need to have it to be a legitimate pro wrestling company? No, they don't need to do anything. Uh, Should they want to? Sure. Yes. Is it hard to do? It doesn't feel like it. It's it's where they want to put their eggs in the basket. King of Scotch style says, I've recently noticed and been alerted to the fact that Jushin Thunder Liger is the only wrestler to appear in every edition of the PWI 500 list since its inception in 1991. 28 years as a consistent choice and one of the best in the world is a tremendous achievement. If David would suggest only three matches to suggest to someone to make them a Jushin Liger fan, what would they be? Um, I always kind of fall back on Naoki Sano feud in the early 90s. That's always great. Um there's one in January that's one of my favorite matches. Um, it's pretty infamous in the sense that Liger gets his mask ripped off. He's busted open. He's bloody. It's just pretty dramatic pro wrestling to me, and especially in 1990, you know, when you, know, you, you just didn't see shit like that uh, on a consist- consistent basis. So, uh, you know, starting any of those feuds, I mean, any of the Benoit stuff, you'll you'll never be disappointed with that. I think one of the things that are underrated is around that time in the 90s is that they, they uh, had a, a junior tag tournament that was really great. And, and again, Eddie Guerrero's in it, Benoit's in it, Liger's in it, Otani's in it. Um, I think Kanemaru's, not Kanemaru. Um, uh, who else is in it? Um, I mean, just the biggest names of the junior heavyweights at that. I think Finley's in it, and Malenko was in it. Um, it's really good stuff. That that kind of flies under the radar. So go out of your way to find that. Um, I'm trying. To, I'm working my way back. Like the CTU stuff was like him as Liger as a heel. I 
didn't really hit the mark for me. I didn't really find that to be too great. Uh, I mean, you could always go to Super J-Cup. Uh, him and Sasuke, him, Hayabusa. Um, always good. You know, the infamous one where Sasuke takes the stumble off the top rope. He tries to do the, 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 the springboard. Oh, that was amazing. I love that one. Right, right. Um, is that when he starts uh, sarcastically applying yeah, him? Yeah, it does it, and then he gets instantly that is pinned. That's great. Yeah, flash pin there. I mean, there's so many. I like there's there's for 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 novelty's sake. There's the you know his his foray into shoot fighting. There's this obviously the Suzuki one, and then there there's another one. I forget who it was against, but it's like a judo guy where he he also gets his mask ripped off and starts losing his shit and just fucking beats the fuck out of this judo dude. I forget who it was. That's a good one. Again. You know what? You're never going to go wrong. To me, him and Benoit, I mean, if you can get past, and not many people can, um, to go back and watch Benoit matches, I get it. Um, but if you can, those, I mean, those matches are great and is one of the most legendary feuds to me of all time, um, especially from a junior heavyweight point of view. Him and El Samurai has some great matches too. Um, definitely go out of your way, watch that. You know, and he's been all over the world. So there's there's been times where he's been in Noah with that that you know it's it's been pretty interesting. Um, him in Mexico has been pretty in- interesting. Um, if you if you f- go out of your way, you can watch the Pillman matches in WCW. Those were pretty good. And there's a you know there's a spot where you know it was Liger and Pillman in in the WCW tag tournament, and just some of the names that were in it, like Steve Williams and Terry Gordy, were in that tournament, and the Steiners, and, and they were in the mix. Liger and Pillman were in the mix. Um, again, it's not from a match quality perspective. You're probably not looking at the best stuff from him, but um, just a little more of an interesting thing. Um, you're not going to go wrong. And look, you you can hop into any Liger match and just be like, ah, oh, that was a pretty good match. And there's one against uh uh oh, who was it against? I forget. Never mind. Uh, look, just just go in the a good. Go in the archives, dig around. You're not going to find a bad one. But start there, and you won't go wrong. Xavier says, when will Joel and David release an ASMR podcast? Have you heard of this, Damon? A what now? What? What? It stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. So basically, as Xavier explains it, it's just YouTube videos where (laughs) mostly women, and sometimes men, make soothing sounds like eating a crisp to comfort the viewer. There's lots of weird Ew. ones out there. So... <laughs> I can't stand here chomping yeah, on popcorn. If we were to do like a, a really on-brand uh, ASMR <laughs> podcast with... You know, uh, what am I doing? Eating ass? What am, what am I doing? Well, well, like I... cracking open a strong zero or eating some crisps or... Eating you know, an what, ass. Uh, scampy <laughs> meowing. I don't know. What sounds do you associate with a Super J cast? I mean, none that would be appropriate. Like, here's. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> we could have you know to go I mean? back and do another edit here. I got No, I'm not editing this. I got a boob in my mouth. You know, I don't know what, like, what. Uh, like, I don't know. That's. Uh, no, I don't see that happening at any time. And, and, like, why? Like, I'm going to listen to. Uh, no. I don't get. I, don't I think understand. it was just bit off the back of me eating Pringles into the microphone. Like, oh, it was just like a, right. a silly question. All right. 
Well, I don't know. We're not doing that. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, Spicy Rice says, pants up or pants down. Someone on Reddit said, Shota Umino should go on excursion by hanging around John Moxley wherever he goes, mostly AEW, and being dragged into unfortunate circumstances while uh, finding himself. This would help introduce him to the Western audience and give him an even bigger boost when he joins New Japan again. So, yeah, I'd be all in favour of that. I'd like to see the misadventures of uh, John Moxley and Shota Umino, but uh, I don't know if we're going to see young guys being sent to All Elite on their Right, right. That's the problem. Who's paying for that, right? So, you know, you're paying for Moxley and, you know, so uh, on paper, it sounds like a great idea. Uh, dipping for a guy who's on excursion. Unless parents paying for it. So they, then they would, I think they would line up around the block, but um, yeah, just the logistics of it might be a little difficult. Matty T says, <laughs> oh, well, oh no, booking scenario. Jericho takes out Tanahashi prior to G1, causing him to miss the tournament and setting up a grudge match. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Sounds great. Not going to happen. Yeah, I should just save that as a little uh, audio clip. All right. Uh, Aspir says, how do you feel about Everything Elite stealing your gimmick with a hunky talk? Uh, have you listened to Who? Everything Elite on, on the uh, Voices of Wrestling Network? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yes. Yes. A positive. Yes, I have. I, I haven't noticed them stealing any hunky talk. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm there, a, there should be more hunky talk. Yeah. I mean, I don't think hunky talk is really like we, we corner the market on hunky talk. I don't listen this way. I don't want our podcast to be known as, as the definitive talk of hunky talk. Um, I think there's probably other podcasts that do a better job of that. Right. Um, that well, would be I'll a little... tell you what, David, we could really lean into it and we could call ourselves the Hunky Talk Men. <laughs> oh, the Hunky Talk Men. Um, we could have our own little entrance theme. That would be nice. My brother could do that dance, like the head, like the both hands doing the pointing. You know. uh, he used to do it all the time. It made me fucking laugh. Uh, no, I mean, look, we do it as a, as. I mean, I think we do it a little bit more tongue in cheek than anything else. But uh, I'm sure that there are podcasts that are better at that. And uh, I, I'll tell you what, if you want the hunky talk, you can fucking get in the the, the Discord. It turns into uh, turns into a nightclub at the uh, you know past seven o'clock. It's like everybody, it's like everybody overseas wakes up, and then it, it's like they turn it into a turn it into a club. Uh, a lot of hunky talk, a lot of a lot of fuck energy talk. Uh, to get y'all horned up. But, yeah, okay. They say I rock says, if a cat has nine lives, how many necks does Ibushi have? Furthermore, how does a hunky boy like Ibushi train to be dumped on his head and neck so frequently? Mm. So a lot of uh, neck muscle exercises in the dojo, I imagine. There are. They do the bridges, right? Part of the training, like, like if that...
Pseudo Nim says future IWGP heavyweight champ Shota Umino, yay or nay? He's a young lion and he's already a lot better than some on the roster. So do you think he's going to be holding that big belt in the future? Yes. Yep. Yeah, me too. All right, next question. Uh, Glozier says, question for Joel. How do you feel about North London's superior team making the Champions League final? So, uh, yeah, this is quite an old question, but yeah, Tottenham did very, very well to get to the Champions League final. Um, they are North London's superior team. I don't think there's any arguing that. They're way better than Arsenal right now. and uh, But they lost in the final. So, ha, 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 ha. And that's my response to the question. Jeremy says, I thought about this while you were talking about star power in Suzuki-gun. If he hadn't gone the WWE route, what would you think if Walter would have joined Suzuki-gun? Great idea. Not going to happen. Next question. Uh, Carl says, what was your favorite match from Double or Nothing? Dust, uh, Dust, yeah, yeah. It's Cody and Dustin. Um, I thought that was, that was old school territory, brawl, emotion, uh, re- just really good emotional pro wrestling, um, and I and Cody's best match, and well deserving of all the snowflakes and praise that he got. I really enjoyed that. I thought that, I thought, like I said, the second half of that show was was tremendous. Uh, but that that the Rhodes match stuck out like a sore thumb to me of of being really different. Uh and compelling and emotional pro wrestling and I dug it completely. I really liked the main event. I thought Kenny against Jericho was great. Very just like I said before, it was a really ugly, nasty, violent brawl. It was the kind of match that I really wanted Okada Jericho to be, but it didn't quite reach those heights for me. Yep. Uh Peter NJDM says I hear a lot of people recommending the absorption of the US title into the Never title. I don't agree with this. I love the Never title and the matches it produces. I think the US title is planned for the LA Dojo and the shows they would eventually start to run there. Think of it, an American-based New Japan wrestling promotion that will have talent already in the States that would travel around fighting for the US title. They could occasionally have main roster guys show up on the American shows. It's almost a perfect way to work expansion and it gives a logical home for the US title. What do you think? Only problem with that is this. One, uh, you haven't defended that title in the fucking United States in forever. Two, yes, on, on paper, that sounds great. But how would you like to be that guy who is on an island uh, from from the promotion? Like, if you wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling, you want to be on the New Japan Pro Wrestling shows in Japan, right? And to be defending that title in, you know, Asheville, North Carolina, or uh, you know, where, wherever on on a, on a on a middle of the show in in Chicago, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they really want that. I, I know the original plan was have that territory, that California territory where people were brought in and stayed there. And, and doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Um, I just don't look again. There, there's a pecking order when it comes to these titles. And I get that, but I just don't want it to get lost in the mix. I like the fact of who they've chosen to be their champions. I just don't like the, the way that this U S title has been defended right now. Mast Gajin says, for music, Damon, I am the resurrection from the Stone Roses is the fucking best song in the world. Uh, that's not a question. <laughs> Thoughts on that? I, I love the Stone Roses. They're one of my favorite bands. Um, I, I love what they mean to the music that I listen to. They're hugely influential. Um, I love the song. 
it, I, you know, depending upon the day, I could I could slide it into my top ten, depending upon the day. Um, so I'm not I'm not too far away from that opinion. I gotta be honest with you, Joel. Um, that whole album is really great and really meaningful for for it to come out in nineteen. Like, I think it was eighty nine. Like it's it's just a it was a different sound and a different thing and a different feel and it kind of broke a lot of people it broke a lot of people's ideas of what independent music could be. Um, and the Smiths helped with that too um, earlier, but I just like Stone Roses were just the sound of that time and and made it happen. So uh, I'm on board for that opinion. Uh, All time favorite song I can't say, but top ten depending upon my mood. Yeah, I chuck it in there. Will CMM says, as a Spurs fan, I come in peace, Joel. <laughs> well, sorry about laughing at your misfortune then, Will. Uh, just oh. help me out of the idle chatter. What signings are you eyeing up for Arsenal next season? Clearly you sense back, although I don't know how you replace the god that is Mustafi. Uh, well, by the sounds of things, we're not going to be spending too much. I think our budget was like $40 million or something, which is nothing uh, compared to other top European clubs. So... Uh, that's the sad truth. We've got an owner who doesn't want to put his hand in his pocket. He's perfectly happy with us finishing sixth every season and not winning any trophies. So I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, in terms of signings, I don't know. I don't know anyone who's out there for our price range who is going to be good enough for you know what I want, which is to get us into the top four. So yeah, a bit of a non-answer now, I'm afraid. Sorry about that. Let me ask you this um, about that, sal- though. Let me ask you this uh-huh. about You don't have a salary cap, do you? you no. So and teams- that's part of the problem. Right. Uh, yeah, actually, to take this question in another direction, based on what you said, Damon, I want to get rid of some of the players who are on extortionate wages. Like, Meza Ozil is on, like, 300k a week, which right. is obscene. So he's got to go. If we can find some other club who's stupid enough to pay that amount for him, then I'll be happy with that. Right. It just seems like it, it's spend, 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 and, and like... You know, good players and marginally good players are making. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's the case, but it just seems like without a salary cap, you don't have a structure for your team. So you're just writing checks to sign the best players, and there's only so many great players, right? There's only so many elite superstar players that can get you a championship, and 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 you're and it seems like you would wind up overspending for those middle of the road role players that normally would get you, and again, I'm just throwing out a number, a, a million pounds, uh, and now they're getting, you know, 500, you know, or 5 million pounds, you know what I mean? Um, just to, to, to fill that void and need. It just seems like, like there's, like at least in hockey, there's that structure of, okay, these are the superstars, and you know you have to allocate budget for these roles, and then you have, the, you know, the, the next level. It's kind of like New Japan, right? But think of it in salary structure. And it just seems like in, in, Premier League, you're just writing checks to sign players at, at well over market value. Yeah, and I, I think this is a massive, massive problem. To me, it's unsustainable. It's a huge bubble, and hopefully one day it bursts and the whole thing comes crashing down because it's it's pretty sickening, the amount of money. That Do you have a players' union? Um... Know, like, actually. like, like, for instance, you know, in in the major sports here in the states, there's a players' union and then the league itself. So there's always that eminent feeling of a lockout or, or a strike, right? Where the players, like the NHL, lost a complete season because the players went out on strike because they didn't feel like the wages were appropriate for what the owners were making. So they held out when their collective bargain agreement ended. 
they didn't renew, and they negotiated and negotiated and negotiated and negotiated, and then they lost the entire fucking season. Um, so there's always that looming of, okay, we're going to raise the salary cap. We're going to do this every year. You know, when it gets close to that that collective bargaining agreement expiring, there's always that talk. And it's, that's in all the major sports, um, that that profit sharing and, and making sure people are paid. But um, is, is there something like that? Like, and I guess my question is, is that that bubble bursting, does that mean players are locked out and there's no season? I just, in terms of the amount of money that is in the sport from, you know, corporate sponsorship, TV rights, all of that stuff. It not just the question of the player wages, but just the sort of gross, corpulent amount of cash that is in the game. All the corruption it, that, that can't keep going up and up and up. Surely, you, you would think, right? But look, look at the NFL. I mean, the the, the the National Football League is is just it's so ingrained in in the culture that. Yeah, I mean, it's just you you can't take it away at this point. Like, you just can't take it away. And, yeah, I mean, TV deals. The TV deal for the NFL is unbelievable. It's 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 just craziness. Um, and the sponsorship money and all that stuff, it's, it is. You would think it would it, 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 the bubble would burst, but I got to be honest with you, I only see the bubble getting bigger. <laughs> I really do. I only see the bubble. I mean, look, you're talking about NFL looking to expand. You know, into you know, they're doing all the European games and you know the games in London, and their their wet dream would be to have a team in Europe. Their wet dream would be, um, it's it's only going to grow. And, and the NBA looking to expand into China, and and the NHL had games and you know it's, it's look they're just trying to find markets to make more money, and it is disgusting. Like how much money can you have at this point? But. That's their end game is to is to the grabbing hands grab all they can. Depeche Mode. South Dakota Ibushi, who has uh, ten questions in the hopper here, uh, with David making the good point that Liger's retirement in and of itself is a draw for the dome. What would you think of Liger versus Tiger Mask as his final match? Uh, no. I I no. <laughs> That's no. not a sexy match, is it? That is not a sexy match, and and you're not going to cart out Sayama, who his you know his his health is poor, and they already did that at the dome anyway. So, um, and it, and that match was disappointing. So, um, no, you need you need somebody who's willing to go, and and not to say Tiger Man isn't willing to go. No, that but that's not sexy. Nobody wants that. Uh, Xiao Didi says, "Do we need a faction shakeup right now in New Japan with a whole mix of chaos and the Seiki Gun and Taguchi Japan? How to go about? Do a New Japan unit draft like what Wrestling Omakase did, but instead just the Seiki Gun and Chaos because that's all mixed up now. Uh, I'm going to pass with that one. <laughs> We're going to shake things up and have a draft. <laughs> a I, superstar. You know I love those draft episodes on Omakase. They're a lot of fun. I yeah. would like to take part in one if I can work out the timing, but I don't think it would work for the Super J cast." Yeah, we. I you want to you want to we did that back in the day though. We would have a draft. We here's how geek. Yeah, here's how geeky we would do. Like back in the e, like even in the eighties, eighties, nineties, like late eighties, nineties, we would ha- we would all get together. It'd be like you know how you do your like your fantasy football draft or your fantasy sports draft, and you would draft wrestlers, and then you would book it out. We had notebooks, and you would book it out. This is before fucking computers and shit. Uh, we would book it out. We have notebooks, and then we would talk about our promotions. 
That's how geeky we were. So yes, we look. What do you fucking think? You, people are making shit up your own. We've done it all. Done it all. Come on. Yeah, we did that. My guess what the name of my uh, promotion was. I don't know. What was nah, the name okay. of your promotion? It was uh, actually it was actually used by wrestling pro wrestling revolution. That was that was the name of my group before pro wrestling. Before there were other pro wrestling revolutions. I ain't pro wrestling revolution. Should have got a patent, Bateman. You could have been quids in. <sighs> I really would. I think I'm trying to think who my champions were. Um, I think Adrian Adonis was my champion. Was was my champion before you know, like like when he was um, yeah the the type the leather biker guy back then. Yeah, he's my champion. Oh well, I'll tell you what, you that go. will be a fun topic for the discords. Yes, maybe in the fantasy booking channel, you, the uh, people there are much smarter I, than me. They can try and fantasy book their way out of this chaos hometime mess. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, Mixelflick says, with all the exciting developments and matches so far in New Japan this summer, I feel like one big upgrade has gone largely undiscussed. How great was it to have full live camera coverage and English commentary for every Best of Super Junior show this year? I hope New Japan knows how much this move was appreciated. It was. Um, it burned out Kevin Kelly, that's for sure. Wait, we got Mavs over there now. Um, so he needed a break. Yes, um, I think everybody appreciates that. And, and uh, Caprice Coleman did a good job and... Uh, you know, look, I think it was a win all the way around. I do like those uh, single cam shows just to change things up, give you a little bit of a different perspective. But uh, I think with the matches that we sh- we saw and, and the amount of talent that was on stage, I thought it was good to, to give them the full Monty, if you will, when it came to uh, the presentation of those shows. So good job by New Japan in investing in that. Base Collector 420, <laughs> what is the pressure or cutoff point for the Skull Ends? I'm confused how it gets someone to tap out or to pass out. Yeah, it's a You'd have to loose, ask the after that. Yeah, it's a little, <laughs> it looks a little loose, right? Not, not, not too snug, right? Uh, maybe it's cutting off the temp. I don't know. But I'm not you know, I'm not Gorilla Monsoon uh, with the corroded artery. But, uh, medulla oblongata. I don't know. It, I don't know, but I, all I know is that it does look like shit, and I'm not a fan of it. Uh, Lone Magician says, Pants up or pants down, playing the song Never by moving pictures before every Never Open Weight Championship match. I don't know if I know that song. Moving pictures. Oh my god, it's a song that Damon doesn't know. Uh, it's alright. There's songs that I don't know. Um, I went out with my friend like two weekends ago or three weekends ago, and he's trying to fucking tell me that he has no idea who Beyonce is. I'm like, dude, listen, you might not know every fucking song. And you might not. But if I showed you, you would know You know who the fuck be- Beyonce is. You know what I mean? Like, stop trying to be that guy. Dummy. Um, but I don't, moving pictures, yeah, I don't. Even I'm I not, know who that is. I, I, I'm like the canary down the mine when it comes to right. knowing about this sort of stuff. Right. I don't, I mean, look, popular music, I'm, you know, what the kids listen to. I don't fucking know. But I know who the fuck Beyonce is. Christ. Um... I don't know the moving picture song, so I can't comment. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll listen. Send me a link. I'll listen, but I, I can't tell All you. All right, let's dip uh, dip into a few Twitter questions. Then Tranquilo says, "When do you see Kawato returning?" I know you, you sort of touched on that briefly. Um, sooner uh, rather than later, you would yeah. think. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Let's, let's go with uh, sooner rather than later. How about that? Uh, Violent Skipping says, "Any idea if Kenta is here full time or just filling a guest spot for G One?" Uh, don't know. I mean, we. Yeah asked around can't get an answer on that so uh yeah i don't know is the, the short answer 
If yeah. I had to guess, I, I would think he sticks around. Yeah. I mean, I think, again, I don't know if he signed a two-year deal. We don't, we don't know. We asked. We don't know. Um, that's probably the best, but um, I, don't think, I don't think this is a short-term thing. Um, I don't think this is just for G1 or anything like that. So, uh, But uh, we'll keep asking. Jerry says, any new thoughts on the recently announced Super J Cup in the US? Is there any chance we actually see an effort to gather a cast of juniors from a strong variety of places? Or is this just going to be a showcase of New Japan's juniors? Again, it's impossible to say. It's just pure speculation on our part until they do actually announce a lineup. But uh, I don't know. I I mean, I think Indies... I'm optimistic. I... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, no, okay. Oh, but CML. I mean, yeah, we're gonna they're gonna drag over somebody from Noah, or you know, uh, uh, all Japan or Pissarro. Well, I, I think it would just be people, <laughs> uh, companies that are in the the umbrella, you know, the circle of trust. Right, Rev Pro. You think they might bring over? Yeah, right. That's not bad. I mean, maybe, maybe some bad. of the uh, Australians or the New Zealand guys. Right, right. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think you nailed it. I think the Super J Cat should be there's J Cat. <laughs> I, I by the way, every time I see Super J Cup, so I think we're doing a good job with our branding. Uh, yeah, I, I think it should be renamed Circle of Trust Cup because uh, that's exactly what it feels like. Eric says, reversing the usual question, which current New Japan star will benefit long-term most from starting over in NXT or 205? I mean, actually, Kushida was a, a pretty good pick for that, really, because he was getting a bit stale. Um, I would say maybe Hiroki Goto, but I've got absolutely zero confidence in um, him actually making anything for himself uh, in, in NXT or 205. NXT, I think. Goto and NXT might be quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of of any of the the the, the promotions, that definitely hit that one. I mean, you could stick anybody in there. I think a better question might be: You think Kushida's looking at what's going on with Will and Shingo and thinking, "What in the fuck? Are you kidding me? I spent my whole life here, and these guys are getting here. <laughs> and these guys exactly are getting... what I wanted. Yes. Right, exactly what I wanted. Right, he's got to be thinking. I had to fly and move across the fucking world to get an opportunity, and these guys are in." All right. I wish All I right. was a little bit taller. I wish I was a foreigner. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. Rapping Joel. Uh, yeah, I, I think there there might be some. What the fuck is this? Out uh, of Kushida at this point. Christopher. Three questions from Christopher. Am I going to answer one of them, Christopher? Do you feel that the last night of block action gives away the tournament? It does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, but it always does, and and every tournament. Yeah, how do you, how do you get over? It, you know, how do you how do you make it not? I mean, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to to look at those last nights and think about, oh, okay. Because again, if you know anything about New Japan, they they try to make it competitive, right? Throughout the entire tournament, you have people in the mix. So if that's consistent, then okay, that the final night's going to mean something. So, yeah, what are you going to do? Right? You just kind of got to cut off that part of your brain. Be, try not to be like if you can't enjoy pro wrestling without you know being spoiler free then you got to cut off part of your brain and and turn that off and just go with the flow but yeah if you're looking at your pools and you're looking at your stuff and you've seen the, those final nights it's, it's kind of hard not to read into it 
Wrestling with my girl says, do you think Ibushi's commitment to New Japan will affect Naito's likelihood of winning the big belt and maybe change the time frame? I don't think so. I think I'm still full steam ahead for Naito getting his moment at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Wrestle Kingdom 15 may be a good spot for Ibushi to get his moment. Although I don't necessarily want it to be like everyone's got to have their big moment at Wrestle Kingdom when they're sort of portioned out equally like that. But um, certainly I think 2015 could be a massive year for Ibushi. What do you what do you think if we're wrong? 2015, no Wrestle Kingdom 15. Wrestle, yeah, yeah, yeah. 15. Wrestle Kingdom, we're going back in time. What if we're wrong? What if we miss the mark? It's it's going to be hilarious. Can you yeah. Imagine all the the salty tears from the Naito fans on Twitter. <laughs> and again, I don't I don't wish them it. I really I I want Naito to win. I think he deserves his moment. But I I I do kind of like the sort of chaos, not the faction, but the, I I just like seeing people going into meltdown. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll go so far as to say this. If Naito, if this is not Naito's year, he's gone. He's gone. Gone as in he's leaving the company? Yep. Yep. I really do. I, I'll go so I'll go so far as to say, if he's not holding up that big gold belt at the end of one of those nights, he's gone. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I go that far because he just seems a died in the wall New Japan guy. But I think if he, it, it feels like now or never for him. Well, if he doesn't win it at that wrestling game, he's, I don't think he's going to win it ever. Well, again. okay. So how? Uh, I mean, he's he's born and bred, one hundred percent New Japan. But how many times do, do you like? He's got to be like, okay, where do I go from here? Am I going to wind up being a fucking Goto, or or worse yet, am I going to be wind up being a guy that the fans? Have lost faith in. Yeah, you do wonder if he does lose again, or if he's not in that spot. Will we see a downswing? Where does he go from here? The Lij merch and right the kind of reception that he gets. Now we predicted that before. We were worried about that before. Talking about hey, they had a strike when the iron was hot, and he was never hotter. Blah 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 blah. All that stuff, right? We've 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 banged that drum a little, or at least I have, anyway. If he doesn't win here, let's talk about that for a second. If he doesn't win here, he becomes a guy that the fans lose faith in. Would you agree with that? I think so, yeah. I think think so, too. People were seriously burnt at Wrestle Kingdom 12, and... They seem to have put all their hopes in rescuing of 14 being the moment. And if it doesn't happen then, given how old would he be then? 37, 38? It, yeah. He's got to win here, right? He's got to win. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't win, he's gone. I'll, I'll, I'll stand behind that one right here, right now, here in June. If he doesn't win at Wrestle Kingdom, he's gone. Where would he go? I mean, there's a lot of options. Do you see him joining another Japanese promotion? No. No, because that would be a step down. I mean, seriously, he's gonna he's gonna go to all Japan. I mean, no offense, I like all Japan, but they're not they're not getting fifty thousand at the Tokyo Dome. He would have to go to here in the States, right? have to 
I'm sure All Elite would love to have him. I'm sure either one of those two would love him. Right? Why wouldn't you? Seriously. Who? I mean, you don't think any, you don't think either of those, you don't think Vince or, you know, WWE wouldn't jump at the opportunity to have fucking Naito on their roster? Do you think Vince knows who Tetsuya Naito is? No. No. There you go. So how can I say in good faith, yeah, Vince would love to have him. He doesn't know who he is. Paul knows who he is, though. Paul knows Vince, who he is. Paul Vince doesn't know half the people on this fucking roster right now. He don't know half the people. You mean to tell you think Vince knows? You think a gun to his head, he could name half of his roster right now on the main brands? No, no chance. He, he right. couldn't even name his the champions in his. <laughs> I don't think he could. I mean, I think he could maybe name. I can't name his champions. I couldn't name his champions right now. I mean, he's got five hundred champions, but I couldn't name them all. I have. No, I couldn't tell you. Isn't there a show tonight for them? Uh, yeah, Stomping Grounds, live Stomping on the WWE Ground. Network for nine ninety nine a month. Oh. Stomping Grounds with uh, a big match on, what have we got here? Corbin? Roman Reigns against Baron Corbin. Is it is Roman Reigns or is it Seth? I thought it was Seth. Oh, Seth Rollins against Baron Corbin, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, spicy. Yeah. Well, I heard I heard it's not doing well, right? Not, not, not doing well. They're roping off, they're tarping off sections of that building. Ticket sales are, dare I say... Sluggish. Uh, so, uh, I might just I might just want to pop it on just to see what they do. They might do the old darken the arena single spotlight over the ring gimmick, right? That old old Bill Watts make it feel like 1984. Uh, yeah. Why? How do we get on this? Oh yeah, Vince couldn't name. Yeah, but he they would love to have him. Uh, he and to wrap it all up, Night Two's got to win at the dome. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining my TED talk. Uh, Michael says, "Well, I don't want to rehash the women's division debate." Uh, oh no! Come on! What? Occasion- be fun! <laughs> you should- <laughs> you Let's do it. Occasionally run co-promotional shows with Joshi companies in the past. Is there room for more of that in the current era? Sure, I would. Yeah. Fine. Why not? I would love to see that a big, yeah. big show where you know you're getting some stardom. Like, well, stardom, wave. I, I don't know if they would do. Tokyo Joshi Pro, yeah, Stardom would be the biggest one, I guess. I would have zero, absolutely zero pro- problem. In fact, I, I would encourage that. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? You give them five minutes, eight minutes, yeah, uh, and and, to, and it helps get eyeballs on their product, right? To well, help there. Practically, what they did with the well, kind of with the ROH G One Supercar thing at MSG. There was a, yeah. a women's match. There. It, it was a shit one, but. <laughs> it was there, so right. That's right. a start, right? I would have, I would have zero problem with that, none whatsoever. Dynamite Kid says, uh, before his injury, Hiromu was one of the most popular Japanese wrestlers, and with Osprey's big wins at Wrestle Kingdom, best of Super Juniors, and now going into the G One. Do you think it's out of the realm of possibility that Hiromu versus Osprey main events night one of Wrestle Kingdom? Hmm. I'm going to go with them now. Mm, again, it just... Main event. If he's healthy, if he's healthy, is Osprey a big enough name to main event the Dome? I don't think so. Me neither. Not now. Not not right now. Could it? Sure. Not not right now. So I'm going to go... A, a, a solid semi-main event? Got no problem with it? Mm, I don't think it... I don't think it does mean... 
Chris says, can you please tell Unai Emery to stop going for Dwight McNeil? Thanks. I, I'm sorry, though. I literally don't know who Dwight McNeil is. I'm, I'm assuming it's a, a, a young, talented Burnley player, but we got no money, so we're probably not going to be buying you. Chris, you're fine. Rocco says, if the Dallas show does not attract a large number of attendees, is the US expansion over? Yeah, that's it. They're going to call it a day, close the Pack doors. Pack it up. Yeah. Pack it up. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> Melt down the IWGP US title. <laughs> That'll be that. Right, melt it down. Yeah. It's going to be Harold. Take, um, yep. The, the LA buckle. Dojo young lions, take them around the back, shoot them in the back of the heads. <laughs> like, a, like a dying horse. Uh, yeah. Yep. Sorry, yeah, lads, I think... the Dallas tickets, we, we can't. Yeah, just pull the trigger already. Put me out of my misery. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you knew the, you knew the deal when, it's, when you signed up, right? The Dallas show has got to be successful. And, uh, well, I have bad news. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, We're murdering young lions. Uh, Here's the thing. And I don't know this for a fact, but we got two weeks. Let's see what happens with uh, these next two weeks. Again, they're not going to sell out the building. That's obvious. And and I just made fun of WWE for roping off, tarping off areas. I won't be surprised if you see that in Dallas, right? Uh, if we're being truthful. Uh, the best thing we can hope for is th- that the camera shots are focused on where the crowds are and um, they're noisy and they, and they, and they, we do, we do our best to, uh, you know, make it look like it's better than it is. And then, and again, we don't have that responsibility. The promotion has the responsibility to us to make us react. So, uh, but, you know, that's the best. That's the best scenario we can look for for when it comes to attendance. It's not going to sell it out. It's not going to be a packed building, but you know, they're going to try and make it look like it's a positive. So it is what it is at this point. We know. We, hopefully, they learn from their mistakes. Final flash says obviously speculating. We see Okada versus Naito at the Dome. What do you think has held them back from having that blowaway match with each other? All their singles matches are very good, but haven't peaked as high as you'd imagine a match between them would. To add a bit more context, the big four from the past three years, Okada, Naito, Tanahashi, Omega. Both Okada and Naito had brilliant matches with the other two members, Tanahashi and Omega. But for some reason, we haven't seen Okada versus Naito peak as high as they have with the other two opponents. Do you think this is just a chemistry thing? Or do you think, Damon, that there was a possibility prior to that Wrestle Kingdom 12 main event that someone had a word and said, look, you're going to be doing this again in two years, so keep something up your sleeves. I mean, but there's so much that could possibly happen between that time to say to hold back. I mean, I find that hard to believe that somebody came up to them and said, uh, "Tone it down," because there's there, there's things years from now that'll happen. I mean, injuries and contracts, and you know, you don't know what's going. You don't know. You don't. You know. You don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow. Nobody does. Sorry to be gloomy, but that's the truth. Uh, and there, I'm all for long-term planning, but that seems like long, long-term. No, I don't. I, 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 I gotta, I gotta put it down to chemistry. Look, it's just sometimes it just doesn't work, and it just doesn't happen, and it just doesn't flow. And and that's for the everything, right? Look, if 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 everything worked and chemistry was perfect every time, you know, baseball teams would go undefeated, and you know. Life would be great. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, 
So no, I gotta I gotta put it down to chemistry that can be improved. Okay, I think that can be worked on and improved. But yeah, I can't imagine somebody going to them and saying, "Leave a little bit, you know, leave a little bit behind because we've got something down the road." I I, I think you can't do that. Uh, David, how long before Kushida gets fat and out of shape from eating our fine American cuisine? Um, yeah. There was a photo doing the rounds of Keith Lee and Kushida. What, what is this place? Bucky's? Uh, Bucky's? It's, 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 it's a southern place. It's, they don't really have many of them up here in the north. Um, well, so, obviously, yeah. Kushida's just trying to put on a bit of weight so he can get in the heavyweight division. Yeah, but there's good weight and there's bad weight. And that ain't, <laughs> that ain't good weight. That's for sure. Uh you know the grits and the pancakes and the uh, sausage and gravy and all the fine southern staples. Which oh, don't get me wrong, delicious, delicious. Look, we we can make good food. Don't get me wrong, we can make delicious food. We're not we're not probably not the best. But here's here's what we're not even sugar, and it's not even the high fructose corns here. Because truth be told, people know right. Um, it's carbs. I really feel like like we're we're a nation that's addicted to carbohydrates, and we don't do a lot of proteins. Like our food pyramid is fucked. I think I really do. I think it's completely wrong. Um, that's not to say we don't do a, a good job with the sugars and the, and the high fructose corn syrup, but I just think that, like our eating is. And I will say this: our portion sizes are ridiculous. Our portion sizes are ridiculous. Um, I mean that's and that's and that's like. Just standard portion sizes. I'm not even saying super size. You know, that's not even what we're talking about. Um, and I think also we don't do a good job of rewarding healthy eating, right? Like you'll spend more for a salad than you will for a cheeseburger. And to me, that's kind of defeating purposes of, of healthy living, right? Um, it's easier to get a cheeseburger than it is a salad. Right? It's easier to to do that in in the states, so I think that's where it is. That that's the, the biggest problem. Convenience, like honestly, if you're poor in the United States, if you're below the poverty line, and you're trying to feed your family, it's easier to roll up to a McDonald's and get a box of cheeseburgers as opposed to, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a chick- chicken breast for everybody and and vegetables or whatever you know, whatever the case may be. And and it's convenience and it's all that. So that's where the problem is, not you know the other way around. All right, that was healthy eating brought to you by Damon and by Verizon Wireless. You're yeah, Molly's been trying to get on the low carb thing. She's been like substituting rice for cauliflower rice. Mm. I think she's blended cauliflower. It is. I've We've been had using it. noodles made out of konjac instead Ugh. of uh, like wheat noodles, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Here's the problem: I don't like substitute shit. I fucking hate it, as a matter of fact. Like, cauliflower rice, I don't want that. Like, either give me rice or I'm going to make a conscious decision to not eat rice, right? Um, I, I don't like, like, those zucchini noodles. Like, ugh, no. Just, I'm either going to eat a noodle or I'm not going to eat a noodle. I, I can say no. And, and while my diet has gone to shit in recent months, uh, I do have a goal in mind for all these trips. So... But I, I, for me, the low carb thing works. Like I know if I stick to it and I'm and I'm dedicated to it, I know it works for me. 
Um, it may not work for everybody, but like a guy like Mackie, Mackie lost like he lost like sixty pounds, um, just doing low carb. Um, it works, and it works for me. And I can't say it works for everybody, but I, I look having t- you know eight beers on the weekend. That's probably not good, right? The carb count is ridiculous. So, um, yeah. But but how's she making out with it? Does she is she does she like it? Yeah, she does. Um, how do you like? I've been joining her in it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I quite I'm enjoying the substitute so far. I mean, the novelty might wear off eventually, but she's a really good cook. So if it's yeah. just a, a simple case of substituting what kind of noodles we're we're using, the dish still tastes the same. There's the mm. same flavors and seasonings going into it, so it's not a huge difference for me. That's good. All right. You'll, then you'll be successful at it. Like, you're not going to feel like you're going to miss anything. Yeah. Having someone who can cook tasty food for you is a, a big bonus, isn't it? No doubt. I'm no really doubt. Lucky. You really are, dude. You really, really are. I'm telling you. You, you, you got to. And here's the thing you have to fucking summer off. Oh, oh, how jealous. Why didn't I become a teacher? I should have become a teacher. We squeeze 12 months of work into nine months. I know. That's the excuse that I use. Well, listen. Uh, Absolutely bullshit, but... (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Here's the payoff. And you got to deal with, like, booger-picking kids. God almighty. That would drive me nuts. Kids. I had a kid... The the one that horrified me the most was a kid cocking up and spitting Uh, into the bin. Just like... uh, uh, Straight uh, in the bin. And obviously, the spitting is a problem in China. They spit a, a lot, but I, I was n- yeah, really. I was not having that in my classroom. It's mainly a thing with the older generation. Young they're hocking up loogies so much. Yeah. They're hocking up. Ugh, yeah, really? It's really gross. Yeah. Oh fuck! All right. Well, I, ugh, gross. All right. Uh, listen, it's like eleven o'clock. Uh, eleven thirty for you. I know. Listen, I know you're living this carefree lifestyle and all, but uh, you got to go to bed soon. So uh, why don't we do one more question, and then I gotta get something to eat. And then I got to edit this nonsense. All right. One more. Ahmad says, was wondering if Damon ever told the story of his Leica tattoos. Um, I mean, really isn't a story. It's more of the, like, I just got the tattoos that I have and I have four. They just represent the things that mean a lot to me in life. So like I have one that's dedicated to music and I have one dedicated to kind of technology stuff. We'll leave it at that. And then I have one dedicated to hockey. And then I have one dedicated to wrestling. And you know, Liger being my favorite wrestler, it was you know, it was just kind of a no-brainer. So um, was it the second tattoo I got? Yeah, Liger, the Liger tattoo was the second tattoo I got. Um, but I can't say that there was like anything other than what would normally logically be why I would get a Liger tattoo. He's my favorite wrestler. Uh, the mask looks cool. Um, and, yeah, I just wanted it. So, <laughs> I mean, that's really – there's no – it was just like I, I want to get it, and that's that, and that's that's really it. That's all. And, of course, I'll get a Riley Reed tattoo soon because that means more <laughs> than anything else. But, uh, no, of course not. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it. That's really it. That's what it comes down to. All right, well, thank you, everyone, for bearing with us on this uh, slow news week, but we've delved into a lot of your questions there. 
please, uh, as we said before, do give our Discord a try. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Please buy one of our T-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash superjcast. Thank you, as always, to Editor Dan. Visit his YouTube channel, 219films, and on Twitter, at EscapeTheBoxUK. You can subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other good stuff. Give us a five snake review and some kind words on iTunes. really helps us out a lot. Uh, follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Maybe we'll give a shout out to our 2,000th follower. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And goodbye. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.